Coming up on today's Next Fan Up podcast, the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Technically, it's three, but horrible. Call it. High three and a half. <laughs> Chicago he'll Bears. Have a, he'll, he'll have a handful of sacks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to keep going? Did Dad Joke Thursday come back? This is great. <laughs> no, it didn't. James, I've never had so much verbal diarrhea in all my life. Give you some credit there, Jay. That was a good stat. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm back. I mean, to, like, it's taken taken 15 there. weeks, but we got there. Yep. We're rounding into late season form because it's week 15. Here we go. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's how we start! Yeah, baby! 32 super fans. Where, where do the reports come from? Did you get an initial? One pod vader. That's football. Every angle of the NFL covered. All that kind of stuff, I get it. This. No question about it. Is next fan up. We want to unleash hell here in December. Hello and welcome to week 15 of the NFL season on the next fan up podcast. Hey everybody, Pod Vader here. Uh, dealing with a foot and a half of snow. Uh, which I was all excited for. I was really happy. We haven't had snow here in the Northeast in quite some time. And then uh, I took one pass with the snowblower down the driveway and the snowblower broke. So guess who's not excited about snow anymore? Yeah, two thumbs pointed at this guy. Uh, Let's introduce everybody else here who could care less about my snowblower problems, just like they care less about my friend's fantasy team. Neil across the pond, the Washington football team superfan. Hello, Neil. All right, guys. Uh, James, I've got another one for you. Uh, well, first of all, James, did you know there was a Tuesday podcast? I didn't know. Then the second thing is, is, is uh, with your Georgia election there, how about vote your ass off for ass off? Oh, my God. Uh, Neil is referencing James, our Eagle superfan, who's on the Tuesday podcast and sometimes is on the Wednesday podcast, too, which is the Thursday night football preview podcast. Did you know about that one, Neil? Yeah, I had that one. Your Monty was on it late yesterday, I think. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yes, because oh, he's man. our Raiders super fan. Good job. Yes. James, hello. Yeah, I, I am more than aware of the Tuesday podcast. I, I guess I have to be since, like Pod said, I'm on it. But You, you didn't sound yeah. overly conscious this week. <laughs> it's been a long week, Neil. It's been a very, very long week, and it's only Thursday. So, yay. By the way, the gridiron winning chef, Doc, who's been with us every Thursday, knows about the Tuesday podcast. I do. Thank you for uh, commenting on my text. Thank you. You're welcome. See? (laughs) Not only does Doc know about it, he listens, Neil. I was going to say, hey, let me be on it because I was just going to lose it. Anyways, (laughs) thank you. Well, maybe maybe this coming week I'll use some sound from the Saints on the NFL Sound Off episode. Neil, mm. <laughs> mm. 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 Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Tuesday podcast uh, is easily found wherever podcasts are heard, and if you subscribe to Next Fan Up wherever you listen to those podcasts, you would see the Tuesday podcast 
automatically downloaded into your listening device. We usually it's usually a four o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesdays. When we first started, it was early in the morning. Uh, but uh, James and I end up after the podcast is done talking about wrestling and uh, we get lost in that. And then I don't produce it until later in the day. But anyway, is that, is that wrestling yeah. with each other out of, uh, out of love. There are four teams that have clinched playoff spots in the NFL. They are the chiefs, the Steelers, the Packers and the saints. There are scenarios for the Bills, Titans, Rams, Seahawks, and Bucks to clinch this week. And obviously, of those four teams, a couple have clinched their division. Uh, we're not going to get into all of that. Like I said, if you want to see that or read that or hear that, people do it much more cleverer than we do. Eliminated from the playoffs, joining yeah. the Jets, Jaguars, Bengals, Chargers uh, this week are just the Texans and the Falcons. Uh, so there's only five teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. There are still mathematical possibilities for all the other teams to make it into the playoffs, which quite honestly, I would love to see the least likely scenario happen just once. Be so fun. No. Okay. Have the Patriots been eliminated yet? No, they have not. The only um, thing they've been eliminated from is winning their division. Yes, that is correct. And hope. Uh, <laughs> yes, hope has been eliminated from New England. That is true. Uh, the pink skin pick them. I thought by my 12 correct uh, straight up was going to be great, uh, especially when the power rankings only had nine correct uh, last week. But no, Jordan, our Titan super fan, <clears throat> got 14 correct. So he is pulling away in first place. I'm guessing that's missed out. Just get Missed out on uh, your two teams there, Neil yeah. and James, the yeah. uh, Washington football team and the Eagles. Jay, Jay, before we go any further with this football thing, yeah, uh, did, did you talk us through this dusting of snow you got yesterday? With a foot and a half? Well, you yeah. say a foot and a half, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you measure snow by centimeters? What what is uh, that? In, what is that in centimeters? Uh, a foot and a half will be forty-five. Uh, no, uh, 30, uh, 45 centimeters, yeah. Yeah, is that is that what the weatherman says? Expect uh, 30 to 45 centimeters of snow? It depends. Sometimes they, we're, we're a bit, uh, we're a bit, uh, not, not, we're not clear about that in this country. We, we tend to go uh, metric or imperial, depending on how the mood takes us. But uh, but I, I can cope with either one, Jay. So uh, are you sure it was a foot and a half? I mean, was it really a foot and a half? It's a foot and a half, yeah. Not just like where the drifts are, it's a foot and a half, and it's like two centimeters elsewhere. No, it's a it's a solid it, well, let's put it this way. It's a it's a solid more than a foot everywhere. Okay. Right? Because hmm. my wife doesn't think we got a foot and a half, but it yeah. it felt like a foot and a half, I can tell you that. Yeah, have you made a snowman or anything? Come on, it's finished Christmas time. You made a snowman? No, it's it's actually not that kind of snow, which again is odd for New England. We just knock that kind of snow. It's not the it's not the pack up a snow kind of snow. It's very light and powdery. Is it quite well, did cold? It actually, snow or snow a yeah. euphemism for some other recreational exactly, activity? Yeah, you are. I mean, uh, Let me tell you right now. If <laughs> if it was if it was a stuff for recreational activities, I'd be a very rich man I mean, right now. Has Patrick Chung <laughs> been seen in the area? I gotta tell you, I I would be uh, I'd be a quad billionaire uh, with the amount of white stuff that I've got outside. Well, my on the Marshall Islands, there. wherever they are in the Pacific Ocean, there was a there was a boat washed up, wasn't there? Yesterday, the day before, 
that had been abandoned at sea and it had 649 kilos of uh, cocaine in it and it was all packed into one kilo packs, untouched in the boat, been out in the sea for a year or two. So maybe might be related to that. Uh, I don't think so. There's definitely more than 649 kilos of snow in my. Tell you what to do, Jay. Just go have a break. Go out and snort some of it for us, and come back, and we can we can tell you. All right. See how it affects me. Yeah. (laughs) Back to the football. Uh, Jordan uh, needs to get back on this podcast uh, with the way that he's picking games right now. Champion, absolute champion. Yeah. But I'm sure Jordan's unaware of a Thursday podcast. Because if you don't know about a Tuesday podcast, why would you know about a Thursday one? Uh, how chipper was Monty doing yesterday's recording for tonight's game um, as I'm going over the injury report right now? Uh, he seemed rather chipper. But uh, oh. before before we even get to the Thursday game, I have some totally useless stats. I know it's been a while, but uh, it's I've got Not some useless enough. stats. Uh, in Seattle last week, Russell Wilson's 10-yard touchdown pass to tight end Will Disley pushed the NFL over the 10,000-point threshold this season. The league enters week 15 with 10,262 points through 208 games. That is the most points scored through 14 weeks in NFL history. Now, the single-season league record is 11,985 points in 2013. And uh, I know I went to Emerson College, and I don't do math good. Uh, but uh, to tie the record, we need 574 points per week or 35 total points per game. So I think we're going to break the record, guys. Mm-hmm. 35 chance, points man. per game shouldn't be a problem unless you're the Eagles or the Jets. Mm-hmm. Well, and you got to imagine, I mean, m- there's going to be games that are going to score way more than 35 points. Yeah, yeah true. So that, that's exciting. We're scoring a lot of points. And by the way, I didn't even this, go into the it? number of one one score game, two scores coming back, the, all that oh, record stuff. Do you remember the, do you remember the Halcyon year? days where we had like a, a 9-3 or a 6-3 <laughs> game? I loved those games. They were just great. Of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, football in like, the 50s, Neil, must have been great. Do you know? Do you know that the other night there was this? Was it forty-seven, forty-two with the with the Browns and the and the Ravens? That's yep. that's yep. that sort of scoring just makes me sick. What? <laughs> it's like arena football. It's like it's like arena football, and, and that, with that they that weren't was, that throwing the ball for points, Neil. Those nine of those touchdowns were by run. Yeah, I know they were, James, but but still, and I just I just just don't like it. They won't be reviewing that game on NFL Films for the archives of the Autumn Wind of the Raider. <laughs> score, 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 exactly. score. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if they could catch the ball off the net and then return it, that would be an excellent addition, I think. Arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. the net 10 yards behind the goalposts. I mean, it's football. It's not basketball. Well, basketball is the same. You're expecting basketball. Every time somebody gets the ball, you expect them to score. It's, it, ugh, it makes me sick. Well, didn't Marcus Peters try to go through the goalpost at one point in the game? Yeah. So, I mean, it all makes sense. Uh, all right. There you go. That That's all I had for useless, for the general useless stat. No, I that was a good, I, that was, give you some credit there, Jay. That was a good stat. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm back. I mean, to, like, it's taken, taken 15 there. weeks, but we got there. Hmm. There you go. All right. <laughs> I knew the uh, insult was coming. <laughs> 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thursday night football. We did a whole preview uh, for this. Uh, so again, wherever podcasts are heard, just subscribe to Next Fan Up. You'll get it automatically downloaded into your listening device. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Chargers 26th in our power rankings. The Raiders 15th. Uh, Vegas favors Vegas now by three. Uh, we mentioned that it was only three and a half uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, preview episode. Uh, we're all taking the Raiders except for James, who has the Chargers as an upset pick here. Yeah, mainly because I'm looking at this injury report. That line might change as we get closer to game time. Uh, Henry Ruggs is out. Jonathan Abram is out with a concussion. Uh, Damon Arnett, the cornerback, is out with a concussion. Cleland Furrow, the defensive okay. end, is out with a shoulder injury. Linebacker Nick Morrow is out with a concussion. Tack McKinley has been placed on injury reserve. And uh, cornerback Nevin Lawson has an illness, and he's questionable for tonight. On the Chargers side, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both questionable. Um, hamstring I just and back saw something that Mike Williams is not playing tonight. Uh, considering he has a back injury, I would not be surprised if he doesn't play. Uh, Austin Eckler is questionable with a quad. Uh, linebacker Imiki Egbule is out with an illness. Brian Bulaga, the tackle, is out with concussion. Nasser Adderley, the safety, is doubtful with a shoulder injury. And Denzel Perriman, the linebacker, uh, is doubtful with a back injury. And, of course, we all know Duran James is just gone for the year. So, And the Chargers special team staff is out with lack of football knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Look, with both teams having multiple players out, I'm, I'm going to say this balances out, and I'm going with the Chargers for the upset. Doc, I assumed you were going with the Raiders. I didn't no, ask you. I'm going Chargers, and and so oh. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about Williams being out. Um, what's his name? The rookie receiver. He did well last week. Um, Ty, uh, Tyron Johnson. I mean, oh, I think no. he had uh, 60 yards, six catches. He, he'll be fine. But no, the the the, the uh, Raiders. Are in a tailspin. They're just, they what, don't what's even happened know, to the Raiders? Though? They don't what's know happened? what they are. I think it's just personnel, to be honest with you. Cleveland Farrell, who cares? I mean, the, the guy's been in nothing, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abram's on the back end. He's, uh, he's a young, all-pro safety f- future, but they don't have him. They don't have that rocket from the safety position. I just think that they are a shadow of themselves. So... I'll take the better quarterback right now. Huh. All right. 
Uh, Although Derek Carr hasn't been the problem there. Derek Carr has actually been playing really well. And that's wonderful that Derek Carr is not the problem. The main problem is the defense. The second uh, issue is they don't run the ball enough. Josh Jacobs should have more rushing yards than he has right now. Well, he's also been hurt, so that, hopefully I, I, he I get that. But if he's able to play, I'd still run him into the ground. No, but from from your mouth to John Gruden's ears tonight mm-hmm. on Fox. <laughs> hey, everybody! Before we keep moving on, uh, I just want to tell you about our partner uh, with the next fan up podcast those guys over at thrivefantasy.com now it's an app uh, that has a different sort of take on the fantasy game that you like they they are inviting you to hashtag prop up especially now that many of your fantasy seasons might be over you may not be into dfs well you might want to try and give this up uh they have a new value prop of the week initiative This week in TDs only, Travis Kelsey's prop is 1.5 receiving touchdowns with a whopping 150 points on the over. So, hey, get in there and prop up with Thrive Fantasy. Here's what you got to do. Either go to thrivefantasy.com or find the app uh, on the App Store or the Play Store. Sign up. And what happens is when you put in your first deposit of $20 up to $50, we're going to match it by using promo code NEXTFANUP. It's that easy. You can play some of these prop bets, just like the Travis Kelsey one, and we're going to pay 50% of your bet right then and there. How's that? That's pretty easy to do. And there's Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday NFL action to play here in week 15. So build up your lineup and hashtag prop up. Use code NEXTFANUP when you sign up. Receive an instant deposit match up to $50 with a minimum $20 deposit. That's thrivefantasy.com. Hashtag prop up. We have Saturday football, gentlemen. Woo! And comes Christmas. I love it. (laughs) That that means Christmas is here. It means I don't have to go shopping on Saturday. (laughs) The Buffalo Bills are taking on the Denver Broncos at 4.30 p.m. Both these games are on the NFL Network. The Bills have moved up to third in the power rankings. My goodness. What a... What a strange season 2020 has been. The Bills are third in the power rankings. The Broncos have fallen to 27th. Vegas favors the Bills by six points. Buffalo is aiming for its first division title since 1995. Uh, I would have made a joke about one of us not being born yet, but unfortunately, all four of us were pretty old in 1995. Um, no, I, I, I was only 18. I graduated high school in 95. That's old. That's old enough. You've been a fan of the NFL for at least a decade at that point. (laughs) I was at that game. Oh, Oh, wow. I was at actually, I was actually, um, it was the first year Jacksonville made the playoffs with Brunel there and their uh, onset, uh, beating Jim Kelly, 28, 27. I was in the stadium drunker than a skunk but uh <laughs> yeah no and then the doug flutie years in the playoffs against the dolphins but there ain't been much but 25 years think about it. 25 years love those fans i mean podcasting wasn't even invented yet the internet was barely a thing never mind podcasting sports radio was barely hitting its mark for god's sakes True. <laughs> like, yeah. you know the fan in, in new york the fan in, in toronto in yeah 
back in those days, of course, Doc, uh, Buffalo were, were a powerhouse. You know, they'd been to, what, four Super Bowls? What, 90, 91, 92, 93, something like that? Yeah. It was, and then... But but then the, the, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys a quick story. The uh, one where they're going to get the QB, right? So I got invited to the NFL game in Canada, and I got to spend some time with Mike Holmgren. While I was there, there was, remember, uh, names like Todd Collins and Billy Joe Hobart. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Mm-hmm. Big, oh, remember yeah. Billy Joe Hobart forgot his playbook and mm-hmm. yeah, lost his playbook, all that crap. Well, the true story is Justin Armour was there from the Denver Broncos, and I had a Ford Taurus. So I made friends with Jay Remersma, the tight end of the Bills. It was the American Bowl, and he said, hey, you know, yada, yada, we went outside for a cigar. He said, can you drive us downtown to a club? So I literally had Jay Remersma, Todd Collins, and there was a huge quarterback controversy with the Bills. Who's going to be taking over for Jim Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the next? And I got Billy Joe from New Orleans. And uh, Todd Collins and Jay Remersma and Justin Armour jumped in my car, and I drove them to a club the night before the game. So I'm driving downtown Toronto, and I go, I could make ESPN tonight. All I got to do is settle <laughs> this quarterback controversy by just – Hitting the steering wheel and hitting a pole, <laughs> right? I, I, that shit, I, I had enough beer in me that that shit was going through my head. I was going, I could be on ESPN today. So <laughs> that's the story of the Bills' quarterbacks. But anyways, they went and crapped the bed until they got Drew Bledsoe. Ironically, the the nat, the sad last Bills story was I was introduced to Drew Bledsoe at Jim Kelly's black tie ball. I went in there and this girl was, oh come on, let's get a picture with you. Let's get a picture with Drew. I said, okay, say, hey, guys, thanks for donating the charity, whatever. And, hey, man, I know you're 5-0, and oh, and well, thank you all you've done. And remember, they killed – that's the last year they killed the Patriots, 33 to nothing or whatever it was. Yeah, and, the and lost out of fans so, in the finale. Yeah, so here's what happened with the bad luck with the Bills, right? So they take a picture of us and Drew Bledsoe, and this lady, she's a multimillionaire in the craft business. She comes over and goes, no – Doc, come back, come back. I go, no, no, no. One picture's fine. Let Drew go. Let Drew go. No, no, no. The, the lens cap was on the camera. The picture didn't go. I go, oh, God. He's dead. That's an omen. <laughs> sure enough, Drew Bledsoe crapped the bed the next three games, went from NFL top-ranked MVP to bottom of the league. <laughs> it was just – I've been through that crap with the Bills. So, I'm <laughs> listen, I hope they get it done this week. I think right now, overall, the Bills segue to this. They are one of four teams that can beat the Chiefs, and we'll get to Interesting. that. But right now, they are well-rounded enough, and Josh Allen, when he doesn't have those brain cramps, they are a top-three team in the league right now, well-rounded. Well, I'm glad you brought up the greatest New England Patriots quarterback of all time because Bills quarterback Josh Allen ranks sixth in the NFL with a career-high 3,641 passing yards and could become just the second player in Buffalo history to reach 4,000 in a single season, joining the greatest New England Patriots quarterback of all time, Drew Bledsoe, who had 4,359 passing yards in 2002 for the Buffalo Bills. I didn't realize realize Tony Eason played for the Bills. No, Tony Eason has nothing to do with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we are all taking the Bills, and Neil, you're locking it in. Yeah, but I would like to just say one thing about about Buffalo is, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm delighted for Rob. His team's going to win the division. That's great. Fantastic. I hope he really enjoys that. But I, I find it difficult not to think back to the playoffs last season where we saw uh, 
where we saw Allen really really struggle when the pressure was really on in a playoff yeah. game. And I, I'd want to see – I mean, I hope, I hope he does really well. And I'd like to see the Bills get to the Super Bowl. That'd be great. But uh, I need to see him win – or not even, not even win a playoff game, but put in a really, really good performance in a, in a pressurized playoff game before Amen, I can brother. really – really see the Bills up there. But, but, I, but I really do wish them well because uh, in the regular season, they've been one of the, the most exciting teams to watch this season. I mean, when Allen's on his on his game uh, and you see this year developing his consistency, then uh, they're great to watch. Absolutely terrific to watch. Yep. James injuries. Uh, Jaquan Johnson, the safety, he is out. Uh, John Brown is placed on injury reserve. Jermaine Edmonds, Teron Johnson, Lee Smith are all questionable. And Isaiah Hodgins, well, that was old news. Don't need to mention him. For the Broncos, cornerbacks Kevin Tolliver and Duke Dawson are both placed on injury reserve yesterday. Parnell Motley is out. Brandon McManus, the kicker, is out um, because he came into close contact with someone who had COVID-19. Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon are questionable with hip and shoulder, respectively. Defensive end Shelby Harris is questionable as well. All right. The Carolina Panthers are at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers Mm -hmm. are second in the power rankings. The Panthers are 21st. Vegas is favoring the Packers by eight and a half with a touchdown pass on Saturday night against the Panthers. Aaron Rodgers will become the first player in NFL history with three seasons of at least 40 touchdown passes. He also reached the mark in 2016 and his MVP winning season in 2011, uh, 40 in 2016, 45 in 2011. Last week, Rogers passed for 290 yards, three touchdowns, no picks for a 133.6 rating. His third consecutive game with that uh, stat line. If he records at least three touchdown passes and no interceptions on Saturday, he will tie for the second longest such streak within a single season in NFL history. Rogers also had a four game streak during his MVP winning season in 2014. Russell Wilson has a streak of five of those types of games. Uh, I haven't again asked doc, but I'm assuming we're all just going to take the green Bay Packers here. Uh, yeah, but I, I am, but I think it'll be closer. If Bridgewater has time, Robbie and DJ Moore, they're capable of great things. Moore had nine catches and 120 yards last year's game at snowy Lambeau Field, and Marvin Jones almost had a monster game against Packers cornerback Kevin King last week. They are susceptible on the defense, and if Teddy has one of his games, it'll be closer than that we think. But they can't stop anybody, and Aaron's unstoppable right now. So mm-hmm. yeah. he he must be what the absolute favorite, James, for the MVP this year. Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. I wouldn't say absolute. It it's more of a conversation now, and it neck doesn't and include neck. Russell Wilson anymore. No, neck and but neck he's and never received. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh huh. But no, Neil, you're right. Um, I think right now the two front runners, e- even despite his, I would say, horde performance last week, would be um, Mahomes and Rodgers. Right now, your top two, and everybody's probably a distant second yeah. after them, or a distant third, I should say, after them. But um, just because it's got to be a quarterback. Well, 
You know, we keep saying that it's got to be a quarterback, but I think there's enough of us types, us podcasters, a few media people that are all starting to sort of question this. Why does it have to be a quarterback? And so I do think like Derrick Henry will get into the conversation, probably won't win because it'll probably still go to the quarterback. But I do feel like there's enough of us that are starting to raise this question that mm-hmm. the voters are going to start changing their minds. Let's let's throw it out there. Who do we throw yeah. in? Let's throw in three players right now. Let's. Henry. I mean, we can start with Derrick Henry, but my concern is, does he hit 2,000 yards before the season's over with? Because that's the only way running backs get the MVP yeah. award nowadays. They, they either have to have over 20 touchdowns rushing, um, not combined, and or 2,000 yards rushing. That's the only way running backs. And there is such a stigma on that, that – this position has been so devalued, and that's the only reason I think that uh, Henry won't win it. If Dalvin Cook had never got hurt, he'd be in the conversation, you know, for uh, for MVP. Just looking at his production when he's on the field, he's a monster. Um, I'd love to throw him out there. Hell, I'll do one better. We just got finished talking about the Buffalo Bills. Let's throw in Stephon Diggs. Yep. Well, I was going to throw in Devontae Adams. Adams. Yeah. Amen, brother. You know, well, I would, they're both tied right now. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would go if it was, if it was that sort of open uh, options for players, I would go uh, Quentin Nelson and Aaron Donald. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. By the way, I'm glad Doc brought up snowy Lambeau Field because it will not be snowy mm-hmm. on Sunday. It'll only be Ooh. 27. 27 degrees is the low with only a five mile per hour breeze Saturday. So. Uh, Weather not truly a factor. It'll be chilly, I suppose, but uh, nothing that uh, Aaron Rodgers can't handle. Maybe a little more difficult on the Panthers, but that's why Teddy wears two gloves. <laughs> uh, by the Christian way, uh, weather also weather also not a factor in Denver. I should mention that. All right, uh, let's start with Christian McCaffrey in this game. He is doubtful uh, this week with the thigh injury. Uh, but Neil, he could return next week for the game against Washington. Mm, uh, no problem. Other players better without him. Questionable <laughs> include Kenny Robinson, the safety tackle, Greg Little, defensive end Austin Largan, safety Trey Boston, tackle Russell Okung, and guard Dennis Daly. DJ Moore is out for this game. Uh, for the Packers, wide receiver Malik Taylor was limited due to a hamstring injury. Zadarius Smith. Uh, was limited in practice due to an ankle. Kevin King, the corner, was limited due to an Achilles. Alan Lazard was limited due to a core injury. Tight end Jay Sternberger is in concussion protocol. Tight end Mercedes Lewis was limited in practice with a knee injury. Aquinamus St. Brown was limited due to his knee injury. And other players showing up for the Packers include tackle Rick Wartner, linebacker Sean Gary, guard Lucas Patrick, linebacker Randy Ramsey, and punter J.K. Scott. I know hindsight is a, is a is a great thing. Of course, we all love to use hindsight because it makes us sound so great. But uh, I wonder, with hindsight, think that the Panthers, as they were doing their clear out last last summer, would have uh, would have shifted McCaffrey on? Do they regret not doing that now? When he's when his stock was so high, because what, Mike Davis is performed. Admirably in his no, because they could have got they could have got something for him, uh, which they won't get quite so much now because of his injury history. But uh, they could have got something good from him after his thousand thousand uh, season, uh, and you know they, they traded I think Trey Turner they traded away uh, their all pro uh, guard last year. So 
with that whole clear out of, of players and bringing the new coach and new staff and all the draft yeah. choices they had, maybe they could have uh, got something for McCaffrey yeah. that they won't get. By the now. way, uh, Charlotte Observer said as of last night, DJ Moore is playing. So that's okay. why I still had him in there. I don't know, but he came off the COVID list, but or a while ago, plus the ankle. But according to the Charlotte Observer, he at of last night, he was scheduled, will play. So cool. with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. It's time to move to Sunday. And we kick off at 1 p.m. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. The Bucks are ninth in the power rankings. The Falcons are 24th. The Buccaneers are favored by six points in this one. Uh, and I'm just going to skip right to the uh, interesting part, and that's Neil calling for the upset special. Adam and Eve on a wrath, a cup of muck, and an upset special. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm kind of going off the, the Bucks. I'm, I'm seeing... Uh, I don't know, Ronald Jones, he's not playing, is he? I think he's either is he injured or COVID or something or other. Uh, he's out at, with a finger yeah. injury and there COVID. You go. And COVID, there you go. Double whammy. Uh, so I don't think the defense is playing as well as, as as it was early on in the season. And I don't think the offense is playing as well. Uh, what's happened to Antonio Brown? Where's he gone? I didn't know Antonio well, Brown like was the been a savior part of the, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, he was Brady wanted him, brought him in, and uh, it seems to have. Well, it, it does seem to have had a, a sort of an adverse effect upon the upon the passing game. Uh, I'm not sure if Evans is really a big fan of of that transaction, and it just looks a little bit disjointed there in Tampa. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're they're going to they're going to go as far as maybe I thought they might have done three or four weeks ago. I agree with you that Ronald Jones is probably uh, a major hit, but they still do have Leonard Fournette, so it's not like... He's done very little, has he? No, he has done very little, but I do still think that he's a capable running back that can carry the load. If I if I want to give you anything for your side of the pick here, the Falcons have won six of the past seven versus the Buccaneers. Brady this year against uh, quarterbacks he's faced in the uh, Super Bowl is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he is facing the uh, team that he famously came back from a 28 to three. Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Something like you were that. doing so well with those stats until just about yeah. there. The, <laughs> the, uh, you know, Jay, Jay, I think there's something here. Obviously, it's a division game. So these are generally a bit tighter. Uh, I'm not sure. You, you know, Brady far better than we do. 
I, I tend to feel the later it goes on in the season, the, the more he starts to slow up. Are you seeing any signs of that in his play? No, he just had a great game last week. No, he didn't. He really didn't, yeah. What are you talking about? No, he didn't. Yardage and touchdowns, yes. Completion percentage, uh -uh. uh-uh. He had two touchdowns, no picks for a 120.9 rating last week. Look Uh beyond the the stats, How many passes did he complete last week? I I don't care. If his rating is 120.9, that means he's done enough to more than win the game. Okay. Mind you, that was like near 50% completion percentage last week. So I, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah, I'm, the I'm more concerned. And the touchdowns are eye popping. Uh, Jay, I was, when I was asking you, Jay, I was thinking more of the eye test. You, you've seen him play year after year after year. Is he playing in the same no. way with the same? You know, no, uh, this yeah. year is not. This is not a typical Brady year. He's thrown eleven picks. I said famously at the beginning of the season he wasn't going to throw double digit interceptions. Uh, and so I was wrong on that. James has done well to remind me of that since that number popped up. Uh, and he's been just like my team. He's been very inconsistent. He's been very up and down in his performance. Uh, and that's probably a lot to do with age. I think I still think that he's probably better than half of the quarterbacks that are in the NFL at this point in time in his career. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I would give up on Tom Brady, but I would start trying to develop an offense around what he can still do well. And that's reading a defense that's in front of him, dinking and dunking, using a lot of play action. You got to run the ball like crazy. If Tom Brady's your quarterback and you're right, the Buccaneers don't seem to be doing that much. And with Ronald Jones being hurt, that's going to, Limit what Tom Brady will be effective at doing. It feels a they little got, bit this. Join LaShawn McCoy too. They're going to run LaShawn McCoy this weekend too. So I don't know. Just if that nothing like old. bringing out another old man. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does MJ have to say about this game? Oh, that's right. MJ had, does have a write up on this one. I forget. I forget to look because you know the super fans who don't know that there's a Tuesday podcast also forget that they're supposed to write something if they're not on the show except for mj mj has done very well uh let's see here mj says uh this week we see the dirty birds take on the tampa bay bucks the start of the last three games of the season and to be honest i have no idea what to expect all right there you go glad i read mj's credit <laughs> no i will add uh some have speculated that matt ryan and a few of the other starters sit out the rest of the season, since there's no hope of a playoff berth at this point, I've never been one to follow that kind of thinking, but I do understand why people feel that way. Also, I'd bet none of them want to sit out these games. They are competitors and want to compete. I'll put a tag in that too. Uh, you have an interim head coach who may or may not be the coach next season. I think it would be better for the Falcons if he was not. Uh, they need to sort of do a complete reset there, but you don't want the interim coach playing the youngsters to see what you got on the depth chart for next season. I so, guess the, the question is, do we, do we think the Falcons can score 29 points in this game? Well, MJ thinks that they will not, they'll score 28 and the bucks will score 35. Yeah. Cause the, the Buccaneers are averaging 28 and a half points per game this, this year. So. Will they get to them? You know, and Tampa Bay's pass rushes is, is back on the rails and and Ryan just does not. I mean, ask the Saints. They pressured him ninety five times in two games, except for the last game, not so much, but the previous two. They get pressure on him. No way. Do you want a little box? 
Do you want a Bucks question, guys? Who are the two Bucks players who have had 100 plus yards receiving since week five? Uh, Scotty Miller and uh, Mike Evans. I'll go with that. No, he's clearly asking this question because it's not Mike Evans. You'll be happy with this, Jay. Let me say that. Oh, it's Gronk? Yeah, Gronkowski and Miller, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No Evans, no Brown, no... Who's the other receiver they've got? Godwin. Godwin. Godwin, yeah. I mean that is a problem. I mean Evans yeah. and Godwin yeah. need to eat. Uh, those those yeah. are your those yeah. are your two major weapons. So mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, let's see. MJ just adds uh, Calvin Ridley limited in practice along with Keith Smith, Michael Walker, Stephen Means, James Carpenter, and a few others. Julio Jones did not practice. He's having issues with a hamstring. He's listed as playing. Ricardo Allen was out of practice due to concussion. If Julio actually plays this week. I anticipate him to be more of a decoy and not as much of a target. Anytime Julio is on the field, he generally ends up in double coverage, leaving Ridley or someone else open, specifically Hayden Hurst, who has proven to be a solid tight end and get some decent yardage. Really? Hayden Hurst? I haven't heard anything about Hayden Hurst this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jay, uh, Jay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see your useless stats and raise you my useless stat. Oh, I love your useless stats. <laughs> this is the 7-3 match in NFL history between two former MVP quarterbacks that started against each other in the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl winner of, the, uh, of that Super Bowl is 5-1 and one in such rematches. So, hmm. points to that. Uh, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, uh, let's get the injury report and move on. Because quite honestly, well, I think MJ. this game is pretty. That was that other was than so useless. Playoff spots, James. That stat was so useless. You could use it on the Tuesday podcast. Oh gosh. So MJ already covered the Falcons. I'll move on with the rest of the Buccaneers. In that, Jason Pierre-Paul is uh, questionable with a knee injury. Uh, he was a non-participant in Wednesday's practice. Cornerback Jam- Jamel Dean. Is, was limited with an inner thigh issue going on there. Lineman Steve McClendon, Joe Hague are also questionable. Long snapper uh, Zach Triner and punter Bradley Pinion are out because they too were placed on the reserve COVID list with kicker Ryan Suckup. So did you say Pierre Paul was out or just doubtful? Since, no, he's just, he's, he's like half the ankle sprains and that. They're just, they take the middle of the week off. All the veterans there's not, there's do. There's nothing yeah. better than getting a sack and doing a high four with uh, Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> well done. The Chicago <laughs> technically, Bears. Technically it's three, but horrible. All right. High three and a half. <laughs> Chicago he'll Bears. Have a, he'll, he'll have a handful of sacks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to keep going? Did Dad Joke Thursday come back? This is great. No, it didn't. Keep going. <laughs> no dad jokes. Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears Minnesota. Bears, Minnesota Vikings. The Bears are 18th in the power rankings. The Vikings are 17th and favored by three. Uh, Doc, you are going with the Bears, while Neil and James are going with the Vikings, and I took my pick off the board. <laughs> this is the this is, this is the last thing the Bears needed. Trubisky to play well. Yeah, I don't know exactly. what this team is. It's like what a brain cramp. Oh my god. Well, I just think that uh, 
I, I think they're going to ramp things up for the end of the year. I don't know and confuse things, but uh, I just got more confidence right now. I just thought as, as, as well as the Vikings played offensively, like they couldn't punch it in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think Khalil Mack has been down most of the year and he's back on the rails. The yeah. I, I wonder doc, you know, was that was the the Vikings lost last week? Was that was that the killer blow in their season, and they'll just be mailing it in now? Was that the end of it for them? No, I think they're they still got to play. I I I think that there's enough talent there they could win two of their last three and make it uncomfortable. I but I don't think they're going to pack it in. No, mm-hmm. they're not eliminated yet. They did beat the Bears earlier this season, nineteen to thirteen. However, Mitch Trubisky, who did play well, is four and zero. In his past four versus Minnesota, mm-hmm. he's never been beaten by the Vikings. This uh, mm-hmm. this Mitch Trubisky character. Yeah. What do you want? Do you want to give it? No, when the touch to the end that I you know what? No, we just see it for a long beer ahead. The war. Come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, I got nothing on this except for look. Whoever loses this game is based. I mean, they, they have to be mathematically eliminated at this point from any hope of the playoffs. They're both six and seven. Uh, the division is already out of the realm of possibilities because the Packers won last week. Um, I, I don't know if it's even worth it for either of these teams to even try to scrap for the last playoff spot. Uh, we've questioned the Bears' offensive coaching staff all season. The the move from Trubisky early on was justified. Uh, Nick Foles did not play nearly as well as anyone had hoped. I mean, even if he was an average quarterback in any of those games, they surely should have won more than just losing five straight. But... I mean, I mean, you say that. Admit, I mean, you say that. You say that, but the Bears—they've scored twenty-four plus points in five of Trubisky's six starts this season, and they've scored fewer yeah, than twenty-four but, points in each of Foles' starts. Okay, I, and I understand that, Neil. But the problem with the points they scored in Trubisky's starts is that in the first what four or five games of the year that he started, all those points were scored in the fourth quarter. You can't wait till the fourth quarter to get your offense. You won those started. games. Remember how though. they were winning? Yeah, they were five and one or something, weren't they? Yeah, at some point. I okay. Are you, you, are you saying five the fourth one? Were you quarter? doing everything in the fourth quarter? What, what, yeah, but, what are you doing in the first three well, without turning the ball over? But then James, four, that fourth quarter points, you count. Oh my gosh. Trubisky only has five interceptions to 13 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I, I, they, I, I we questioned it at the time that it happened, and we weren't the only ones. Uh, no, and, we then, and then as the season progressed, it was, wow, it looks like Matt Nagy really made a mistake in going with Foles, and now he's doubled down on the mistake by going back to Trubisky, which means you can't go back to Foles. So uh, at this particular point in time, uh, I will – I will say the same thing for these teams that I say for my own team. I would rather my team, if it, if one of these teams were my team, I would rather the team win a spot in the playoffs and be mediocre because you actually won something. You won the spot in the playoffs than just being mediocre and you're in the dead zone of the draft. Uh, as Neil will tell you, yeah. these two teams are going to be in the dead zone 
of the NFL draft. <clears throat> so please be mediocre in the playoffs and not just mediocre because mediocre is terrible. And, and look, we, we've all heard my railings of Minnesota, the other side of this equation. Um, the downside here for Minnesota is that they lost Dalvin Cook for about, what, three, four weeks of season and had to rely on Kirk Cousins passing to win football games. And <laughs> they're currently six and seven. So we know how that played out. By the way, Dalvin Cook missing games is still tied for the lead league with 14 touchdowns. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you get and, a couple uh, games in there where you're scoring four touchdowns apiece. But, I mean, as James has recognized often in his podcast, when you have great quarterback play from Cousins, it opens up lanes for the running back. <laughs> <laughs> Injury report. Uh, by the way, I'm going with the Bears. I switched my oh, picks man. to the Bears. I'm with Doc on this one. The Vikings will, um, let's see, most likely not have Alexander Madison, even though he's listed as questionable. He missed practice on Wednesday with an illness. Uh, I would not count on him to show up. It's not COVID-related. Uh, fullback C.J. Ham, defensive tackle Amon Watts, defensive end Jordan uh, Brayford, and tight Kyle Rudolph, who's nursing a foot, along with linebacker Eric Kendricks, nursing a calf, all this is questionable. They placed cornerback Chris Boyd on injury reserve on Tuesday with a uh, shoulder injury. The Bears' uh, buster screen is in concussion protocol. Deion Bush is listed as questionable. The other cornerback, Jalen Johnson, has a shoulder injury. He's questionable. And wide receiver DeAndre Carter is out because he was placed on the uh, COVID reserve list. The San Francisco 49ers are at the Dallas Cowboys. The Niners 20th in the power rankings. Cowboys 28th. Uh, Vegas has the Niners favored by three points in this game. And uh, this was another one that I switched my pick thanks to Doc. Uh, he, he made me realize the error of my ways. I, I forgot that even on Tuesday, see, even I forgot the Tuesday podcast, Neil. I keep calling them the San Francisco, Arizona XFLers. Um, and there's a reason for that. They're banged up. They're hurt. I think they've been admirable. They've done an admirable, admirable job of going out there and competing. But uh, the Cowboys, I think, um, are going to be just a little bit better. I have no idea what happened to San Francisco last week. They were, you know, against Washington. I, they, I do. They, His name was Chase Young. Well, yeah, that's that. Okay, that's fair enough. But honestly, they put the ball in Mullins' hands to win the game, and that was never going to work from the from the outset. Uh, I, I don't know why. I know Mo, uh, Mo, Mozart, Mozart, he was injured during the game, but they had enough in the running game to to beat Washington, I thought. And they, they turned to Mullins. Mullins is not going to win your game. So if, if, if they end up going behind in this game, you could easily see Dallas winning it. But you've yeah. got to remember, Dallas are averaging, what, 17.5 points per game with uh, Dalton at quarterback? So that's that's not a lot to defend. And then yeah, on top of that, you throw in... Uh, Elliot, who's got five, he's had five games this season where he's had less than 50 yards rushing. Now, between 2016 and 2019, what's that, like three, four seasons? He only had six such games, so clearly... He's a he, major problem for the Cowboys. He's a major problem, plus major. he's fumbling. Uh, so, uh, I and mean, the guy, the, guy, the guy across the field, Neil, Mozart yeah. is better than we expect, but he's 50-50, but here's the kicker. Debo is out, gone. Yeah. And he's yeah. the stir... He's the straw that stirs the drink for them, yeah. even without Garoppolo in there. 
So I mean, he played played one snap against Washington. It was a pretty good snap, but uh, that was it. <laughs> he was out then, and, and we said it. I think we said it on the podcast the previous week. You know, Samuel's back, but don't worry, uh, injuries coming along soon enough. Here's your useless stat. Niners have a 9% chance of a wild card spot. Cowboys have a 1% chance of mm-hmm. the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty useless. One Can't do much with that one. 1%. <laughs> Oh, 1%. <laughs> so you're I know. saying uh, there's a chance. By the way, uh, <laughs> I, do, I know that uh, Debo is the straw that stirs the drink. However, Brendan Ayuk is doing a pretty good job of yep. uh, doing his impersonation of a straw. Uh, and uh, another one of those rookie wide receivers, uh, James, that we missed out on. Mm. Yeah, a, a lot of people missed out on Ayuk. And um, trust me, I got a first-hand look at him on a Sunday night game earlier this season that somehow the Eagles won. But um, look, between Samuel and Ayuk, as long as one of them is out there, all the gadgetry and gimmicky stuff they do on offense is still available. It's not like it goes out the window because one of them is missing. When both are missing, then I'll be concerned. But as long as one of them is definitely playing, then I I don't see any reason to worry. well, as long as one of them and Raheem Mostert. So what's the deal with Raheem Mostert on the injury report? Mostert is questionable with an ankle injury. So, um, But here's some other news, uh, Pod. Your favorite quarterback in the entire NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo, is off the injury reserve list. Um, but he won't play Sunday with that ankle injury. He may be available next week. He will never play again for the 49ers, I don't think. Uh, why do people think that? Kyle Shanahan only wins terrible. with him. His record with his record as the starter uh, mm. versus uh, the record without him is starkly different, and it's on the positive side for him being the starter. I can see them having a, a rookie quarterback next season. I really can. Uh, and here's, here's an interesting stat for you, James. Not you'll find this one not so useless. But Brandon Ayuk was drafted one, two, three. Four spots after Jalen Rager. <laughs> That's so why I brought it up. The report looks like um, <laughs> for the Niners, Ben Garland was placed on injury reserve with a calf, uh, and he'll miss the rest of the season, whatever's left of it for the Niners. Uh, tackle Colton uh, McKevitz, he is out due to being placed on a COVID list. Linebacker Fred Warner is questionable, along with tackle Daniel uh, Brunskill, where he mostered already, as mentioned. George Kittle has been uh, removed from the injury reserve list, but his window to play is limited with that foot injury. Kawan Williams and Emmanuel Mosley, the corners, are also listed as questionable, along with defensive tackle DJ Jones. And for the Dallas Cowboys, Elliott shows up on the list with a calf injury. Uh, secondary members, Donovan Wilson, Rashad Robinson, Deontay Burton, Trayvon Diggs, who was placed on injury reserve, Anthony Brown, Savion Smith. Basically, every single corner for the Dallas Cowboys is questionable, minus Diggs. Um, it, this is going to be an interesting game come Sunday because that, that is literally the injury report. Ezekiel Elliott and everybody in the secondary. <laughs> Make sure somebody checks the score with the Red Zone channel because nobody's going to watch this. Yeah. Can you imagine well, the that, year that well, they Dallas, were saying we're going to move well, this Dallas game is still, out? Dallas is still high in the ratings for whatever strange reason. 
because they're Dallas and nothing else. Um, Doc, remember, this game was initially at the onset of the season, the Sunday night game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Can you imagine saying that? No, they're going to sub out Fresco and Dallas Mm -hmm. out of prime time. I mean, just unimaginable. We talked about this on Tuesday, though. They picked the wrong game. We'll we'll talk about it again. I I will say this about the Niners. Um, Yeah, the defense is reeling, and I'm still – of somewhat baffled that the return of um, why am I blanking on his name right now? Cornerback for the Niners. Sherman. Sherman. As a whole, it's made the secondary a little worse. He's, he's, um, he's done. He's done. Yeah. I, I think he's at the point to where this is, yeah. he's, I mean, he's an old man playing his position. It might be time for him to convert to safety to prolong it for however many years he has left playing football. He's still a highly intelligent football player. Uh, yeah. he's, he can dissect the offense as far as what they're doing and what they're going to run. He just better be, he's probably better equipped to do that from the safety position, but um, he's not that much of a thumper to actually make that move. So I, I do question that part of his game. Defensively as a whole, this is still a unit I believe in. Look, they held Washington's offense to only nine points last week. <laughs> uh, the two touchdowns were by defense return. So if the Niners are only taking care of the ball and, you know, there's no pick six and the quarterback doesn't fumble, they don't get those 14 points and it's pretty much the ugly game we predicted it would be. Richard Sherman has said before that he is not going to convert to safety. However, if Robert Sala asked him to do so at his new team, the Detroit Lions, who are facing the Tennessee Titans – this weekend, nice segue. Uh, perhaps, uh, perhaps he would. The tight, the a, lion. That is a stellar segue. My God, thank you very much. Awesome. I think I've done this once or twice before. The Lions, uh, 29th in the power rankings. The Titans, 11th. Uh, and oddly enough, Vegas favors the Titans by 11 uh, with a rushing touchdown on Sunday against Detroit. Derrick Henry, who led the NFL with. 1,550 rushing yards and 16 rushing touchdowns in 2019 can become the fourth player in league history with at least 1,500 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns in consecutive seasons. He will join. See if you guys can get the three other guys. I highly doubt it without looking at the notes. What was the question? We're talking about what was happening here. Four players. If Derrick Henry does this, uh, Mm -hmm. he'll be the fourth in league history with at least 1,500 rushing yards and 15 rushing touchdowns in consecutive seasons. Eric Dickerson? Uh, no. Emmett Smith? Very no. No. Uh, Barry Sanders? There's only one Hall of Famer amongst these three players that have done it, and two of them did it in the 2000s, and the Hall of Famer did it in 97-98. Oh, crap. Um, Marshall Falk? Marshall Falk. No. Corey Dillon? No Corey Dillon. Uh, Martin? No. I love how you guys are naming great running backs, too. This is fantastic. All right. I will give you... Chris Johnson? No. I will give you the Hall of Famer. He played for the Denver Broncos and gave him the mile-high salute. Darrell Davis. Darrell Davis. This guy was on the cover of Madden for the Seattle Seahawks in 2004, 2005. Alexander. Are you serious? Alexander? Yep. Um, And this guy played. Jamal Charles? Nope. You are on the right team, though. The Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh, Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. Larry Johnson? 
Larry Johnson, 2005. Oh, Christian Okoye. <laughs> Christian Okoye, of course. Christian Okoye was another one, yeah. I wish Christian Okoye. Yeah. He's so great. By the That's way, uh, we're all taking the Titans here. This is one. This one's a lock. No one's labeled it as a lock, but it's a lock. The Lions are done. There's nothing here. How are? Uh, how's that rib injury for Matthew Stafford, James? Uh, yeah. So, not even listing a rib injury here. He is questionable, but with thumb injury. So he didn't yeah. practice yesterday. He's not going to practice today. Um, that, that, rib injury. Rib injury is the new. Uh, it's a new injury for the quarterback, isn't it? Yeah. The, new, the, the, new, the new tackling style we have in the game where you can't tackle them low, you can't tackle them high, you've got to tackle them around the waist, and that obviously means a ribcage. You're going to see a lot of that over the years to come. I mean, it's, is there anything that the, that the Lions can yeah, sort Chase of Dan- do in the Daniel is the backup's backup, and he'll come in and run an average game. A couple of turnovers here, a couple of turnovers there. They can't rush the quarterback if their life depended on it right now, the Titans. So who knows? I mean, what about the future for this team? I mean, they're already talking about Matthew Stafford probably won't come back or they'll look to trade him away. They shouldn't, and they, they should. Kenny Galladay is an injury waiting to happen every season. Yep. Uh, uh, and they don't. And so is DeAndre right Swift. You know? They don't. They don't have a. They don't have a defense. Really, it's T.J. Hawkinson. Hey, so here's the best thing that happened. Reserve. The best thing that happened to that franchise all week is bringing on Chris Billman to the Ford family. My favorite football player of all time, other than Drew Brees. That man is a football man coming out of the broadcast booth. He will change the culture of the Lions if there's anybody that's going to do it. I have to ask you, though, uh, Doc, this term of football man, what does that actually mean? He's just a, he's a man's man for football. Oh, no, you know? not a man's man. <laughs> <laughs> a man's man and a football man. You know what wow. he was? He was a Barry Sanders of linebackers. He just made the play, oh, double-digit tackles, and he just, it's like handing the ball to the official. Not yeah. about me. He was an ultimate team guy. He's just the best guy you could bring on to a club that is inept as any in sports. So, I always think of James. Well, well, well first of all, they're, they're not the New York Jets, so that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They've won five games. That's five times more than the Jets. I was interested, though, Jay. You were kind of intimating that you thought uh, Salah would be the new uh, – excuse me, the new head coach of the Lions. And I, I, I kind of say no to that. Not because I don't like Salah or so, but they've just come from a defensive coach. And it's not and the usual NFL style is to, uh, is if you've had no success with a defensive coach, you go for an offensive coach and vice versa. So uh, I'm not sure if that will be the case. With yeah, you. and considering they'll be looking for a quarterback in the offseason, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely go for OC. Mm. If they're looking for a quarterback in the offseason, they could stick with Stafford. There's no reason why they don't. So, you are listening. Pa- pa- back in the offseason. Yeah. Pot, I'll tell you that, that uh, my buddy at NFL Radio said that he has polled coaches that are about to be applying for these positions, and the majority of them said they would rather go there and keep Stafford. So that's just something mm-hmm. to think about. I, yeah. Listen, he's not the problem, but is he the solution going forward? No. no but it depends no, on the coaches. Not. He could be an interim solution, though, couldn't he? Uh... Uh, dog for a year or two, year or so. I, I, I mean, if you find your quarterback in the second or third round and let them sit and develop behind Stafford, okay. Sure, mm-hmm. Stafford's the bridge for two seasons. Who's that quarterback, Neil? 
Well, I very much defend, depends on the coach. I mean, where are they going to end up picking? They're not going to be in the top couple of picks. So you're kind of thinking Lawrence and Fields are out of the question. So are they a team who's going to be looking at Wilson or, 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 or Trey Lance? I, I, I don't know, Jim. It's going to be it's going to be that next tier, if you like, of quarterbacks. So that might, I mean, Doc's, what Doc's saying there probably makes sense. You know, keep Stafford around for a year. Uh, bring in one of the, the sort of slightly lower ranked quarterbacks in the draft and uh, and bring them on. But then, of course, the problem this year, and, and you guys will, will, will know this as well as I do, there's going to be quite a deep pool of of uh, of veteran quarterbacks to pick from, aren't there? You think you think of Darnold, of Ryan, of Stafford, of Newton. You know, a lot a lot of guys on the on the free agency Foles, list. Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the one or two of those, and then you you could even think maybe. Uh, sorry, James, but you, you Carson Wentz might be in the picture. Sam Darnold might be in the picture. Look, one of those Eagles quarterbacks is going to be in the picture. There's no yeah. way we're going the next season with both. Exactly. Of them. So a lot to choose from there. Uh, so it very much depends on the coach they get. I guess you got you got to sign over that twenty five million dollar check. I mean, look at the salary cap next week. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You're stuck. Man, who knows? Yeah, could he move? Will they drop him just for the sake of, of Jalen's potential mm-hmm. performance? Maybe, we'll, we'll, but it is yet. unlikely. We'll, we'll get their doc. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. enough, enough Eagles child already. All right. <laughs> uh, what about the – did we do the Titans side of the injury report? No, nah, Titans side, I'll just go with the big names here. Titan Jeff Swain, receiver A.J. Brown, and cornerback Adore Jackson with safety Kenny Vaccaro all show up as questionable. They should be good to go on Sunday. Yeah, you only listed uh, A.J. Brown there as, a, as, as one of the big names, so good, good job there. <laughs> you started with tight end Jeff Swain. I was like, what? Hey, big hey, name. Hey, hey. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey. Houston Texans are at the Indianapolis Colts. The Texans 25th in the power rankings. The Colts are 12th. Vegas has a touchdown favorite for the Indianapolis Colts. We're all gone with the Indianapolis. Nope. James uh, taking uh, taking the mantle of his uh, division mate, Jared, going with a crazy lock of the week with the wow. Houston Texans. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that the Texans had this team beat the last time these two teams played. And for his, for his limited and depleted of a receiving core that Houston's supposed to have, Deshaun Watson still looks like an MVP-type player out there on the football field. And his play has not declined in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, his old line is still a shambles of itself because it doesn't do a good job of protecting him. But he's still completing 60-plus percent of his passes. 
Um, he's still moving his team up and down the field. They're getting virtually nothing out of the running game, and he's still putting up touchdowns with no turnovers. Understand that the last time these two teams played, the only reason they lost is because on first and goal inside the five-yard line with a minute to go, the center snaps the ball at Deshaun Watson's feet. You gave him four solid plays to score a touchdown to win that game. They win that game. James, I've never had so much verbal diarrhea in all my life. There's absolutely <laughs> no chance the Texans win this game. I mean, Right, they had I, no chance I, last time either. Uh, yeah, I, I always think of you as our man's man, James, but here you're a bit more sort of ditzy blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I don't see it, James. I mean, I get what you're saying about Deshaun Watson, and I, and obviously Deshaun Watson. If we want to borrow more phrases from previous, the straw, the straw that stirs the drink. He is, but he's it. There's, he's the straw, there's but nothing. there's no drink. There's nothing to stir. I, I know. And, and yes, the Colts were supposed to dismantle this team the last time they played because, remember, that's when we started finding out about the receivers who were out for the year because of their trainer giving them supplements. Yeah, I James, don't, James, I don't you haven't care. got a leg to stand on, and if you did, you'd probably shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> what's, our, uh, what's our injuries look like? Uh, starting with the Texans. Uh, CJ Procise, Duke Johnson, a questionable. Brandon Cooks, also questionable with a neck injury. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Cornerbacks, Randall Cobb was placed on injury reserve uh, earlier this week. Cornerbacks, Cornell Armstrong, Philip Gaines, and John Reed, also listed as questionable. Justin Reed was placed on injury reserve with a yeah. thumb injury. Uh, so, wait. So, so, just to just put a pause there on the wide receiver. So, Randall Cobb is out. Cooks is uh-huh. probably out. That leaves Kiki Kuti and Chad Hansen, who had a career high seven catches last week. Oh, that's yep. that's great. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yep. I'm not worried at all. Yeah, uh, lock. For the Colts. This is a lock. <laughs> not, this, isn't, this isn't an upset. This is a lock. With Kiki Kuti and Chad Hansen. Oh, Isn't Chad Hansen Four. the guy who hosts the red zone? Isn't that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's, there's one other thing to say in this for this Houston Texans, though, James, and, and we just talked about it in terms of the head coaching position uh, yeah. with, the, with the Detroit Lions. I wonder, guys, if you were applying for that post, would your first question be uh, for the Houston Texans, you know, what's my relationship with Easterby? Is Easterby still going to be there? Is Easterby my boss? Can I fire Easterby? What's the story? Well, yeah. and Lewis yeah, Riddick that- uh, just went in for an interview. He did, yeah. 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 Uh, for now, the that, GM. That's a job. That, that's a job I think a lot of offensive coordinators would want should Riddick get the job. And I actually, you know, with all the GM jobs available this coming offseason, I sincerely hope that Lewis Riddick does get one of these jobs. Um, instead of just people bringing him in as the Rooney Rule candidate, yep. and, and I and I really I really pray I hope that these are serious interviews that there's serious consideration for him and not just touting him out there. You know, like the year when Marvin Lewis was yep. brought in as a as a, for an interview for the head coaching job of Dallas when everyone knew he wasn't on anyone's radar. But you, but yeah. come on, guys. The question is Easterby, isn't it? I mean, are you going to wow. go in there? With that no, guy I wouldn't there? go there with Easterby. They got a PR go problem right now, They're, and it's yeah. it's it's rampant throughout. It's viral. Well, they fired right their PR throughout. person earlier this season, so that's, that's, that's the problem. Amazing. That's where the avalanche that started. The problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Colts Col- injuries. 
Next. Colts, Mo Ali Cox and Trey Burton are both listed as questionable. Phillip oh, Rivers is going to be on the injury report for the remainder of the season until he has surgery. Uh, tackle Anthony Costanzo is showing up as questionable, and so is cornerback Xavier Rhodes. Uh, Rhodes has a knee injury, so uh, that's something to keep out for. And linebacker Jordan Glasgow is going to be out with being placed on the COVID list. Yeah, I mean, Costanzo missed last week, didn't he? And, and they ended up playing Quinton Nelson, the left tackle, for some of the some of the game. The offensive line looked right, miss. Well, they were playing the Raiders, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we are talking about their lack of defense. I could pull a uh, I could pull a James here on this next game, but I won't. New England Patriots are at the Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins two point favorites in this one. Uh, we're all taking the Dolphins. Uh, nope, Doc, Doc, mm. you, you still have faith in the inconsistent so New England Patriots. I would say, to to your credit, the Patriots have been a we're going to win one, we're going to lose one, we're going to win one, and if that's the pattern, then they are supposed to win this week. Yeah. Uh, the East Belichick's got something up his sleeve and Belichick is what against rookie quarterbacks, my friend. That's true. He has a very high record against the rookie quarterbacks. I will say though, his record against his former assistants is not very high. No, it's not. And his know. record in Miami <laughs> over the last couple of decades. Is so anybody that not, doubts him, very good. anybody that doubts him, I'll say, give him to me for NOLA, and we'd have four or five Super Bowls. Well, but nope. uh, my I trust is in him. Uh, I don't doubt him, at least not yet. But there is, there. oddly enough, there are, it is a what have you done for me lately type of business, and there are media members in Boston actually questioning whether Bill Belichick should still be the coach of this team, which is outrageous. It's the most outrageous that thing I've crazy. heard in quite some time. Uh, I would say... Without question, this is by far the worst offense Belichick has ever coached, and that includes his time at Cleveland. Oh, Edelman's coming offense. back, right? Edelman's coming back. Well, no, Edelman's, Edelman's now coming he's back. been activated from the IR, but he's been uh, activated. But I don't, I don't know think if he's, he's going to play. Last three. I mean, it'd be nice if he did. It, we could certainly use him because uh, God knows Demir Bird is. Uh, he's there one week, he's gone the next. Jacoby Myers is there one week, he's gone the next. And Kill Harry, he should be gone forever. Yeah. It's terrible. But all, JJ, you're saying all those things, but it all comes back to the quarterback. If you don't, you just even, I mean, Belichick's terrific. Well, you know, outstanding coach, but you cannot win consistently in the NFL if you don't have consistently good quarterback play. And, and you know, Newton's killing you. Every uh, every second week, Newton's killing you, and sometimes he's killing you, and you manage to scrape through with a win, which is great coaching. But you just can't do it. Doesn't matter who you are. You you could stick Vince Lombardi in there, and he, with a if you got a bum quarterback, you're not going to win. You just you're just not. Well, and it's not just Newton though. But I it's not go back Newton. at the beginning of the season. I said this was a top ten defense, and I still believe it because they have shown at times this season that they are a top 10 defense. They're not because they're so inconsistent. The inconsistency is the one thing that I can't stand. Yeah, and Jay, I'm sure it's driving Belichick crazy too. Yeah, but, uh, Belichick hold on, Jay. One of, one, of the, one, of the, one of the keys to football is the relationship between the, your offense and your defense. And if you've got a defense that's playing well, then your offense will play, will have a better chance of playing well and vice versa. If you've got an offense, which is, which is, you know, putting points on the board, putting pressure on the other team, and that all affects how your defense plays as well, and and it's all it's all interlinked, obviously. So I'm, 
uh, you, you know all that, and that's part of the problem. You know, if you if you've got a quarter, if you've got quarterback play where the other team knows that uh, you know there's a certain number of points you're going to score if you're lucky, and 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 and, and you're going to go so far with that offense, they, the defense knows they can just you know tighten up a little bit and 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 play it more conservatively and win the game. It's when you've got like somebody like Brady or a Breeze or a, or a, whoever have been the great quarterbacks of the last twenty years. And the, you know they can put 30, 40 points on the board. That puts a tremendous pressure on the other team. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's all interlinked. And, 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 you know, without that without that quarterback play, knowing you've got Newton and Stidham there at the quarterback, defenses and, and the other team's offense, it just takes that pressure off slightly. And that's all you need in this league to win. So before the Baltimore victory on Monday night, my son, who is a junior in high school, had done all this elaborate math uh, equations Mm -hmm. uh, for Mm -hmm. the playoff chances for the Patriots because we were watching Football Night in America, and they said the Patriots had a 6% chance. And yet I was sitting here looking at my son who had mapped out not one, not two, but four different scenarios, even going down as low as eight and eight, where the Patriots could still make the playoffs. Now that went out the window with the Baltimore victory. It required Baltimore Mm -hmm. to lose. and. Baltimore's record or Baltimore's opponents the next three weeks is it's not going to happen. But uh, I was like, 6%. It's crazy. But there's still an outside chance at nine and seven that New England could get into the playoffs. I don't think it's going to happen, but you're right. I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. You know, there's rumor that there's some sort of handshake agreement because they only paid Cam a million bucks this season. They gave him a very cheapo depot deal that they're going to well, stick with Cam for the Carolina, whole season. So. But we need to know if Jarrett Stidham is the future of this team or not. And my guess is he's probably not, but oh, we really don't God. know. 4% oh, we, chance we, we know. Year. And if it, they lose to the Dolphins, it's zero. Then we can oh, yeah, ask so. that question. Yep. So you're saying we still got to get by the Dolphins before we can – Throw Jared Stidham in so, there. So, Jay, Jay who's, who starts at quarterback first game next year for the – Someone the not Patriots? on the team. Well, who is it, though? That's that's an easy answer. Anybody that's can say that. Come on. You're, you're, you're the guy. Well, I mean, I would love it just for the irony for it to be Sam Darnold. That would be fantastic. <laughs> no, that won't happen. The Jets won't trade him in individual. I, I would love it to be Sam Darnold. That would be fantastic. I, I don't know. I mean, if the Falcons are stupid enough to get rid of Matt Ryan, I would love it to be Matt Ryan. Um, so would you Would you personally rather have a rookie or one of the veteran free agents? Or well, I would personally rather have a rookie, but we're not in a spot where we're going to get a rookie. And I don't think we have enough capital unless we give up Unless we trade away <laughs> Stefan Gilmore, you might be willing to take Stefan Gilmore um, to get to a spot where we could get one of those top quarterbacks. Mm. So, unless I'm getting one of those top guys, then I'll take Matt. Matt Ryan would be my preference of all the rumored quarterbacks that could be available this offseason. Hmm. Next. Uh, injuries first before we move on. Oh, uh, let's get the Patriots out the way. I will say, if there is a chance, it would be the Dolphins injury report. Gosh, so <laughs> the Patriots laundry list starts with Shaquille Calhoun, who's played for injury reserve with a knee. Oh, we can skip the uh, Patriots. Don't we even worry about the Patriots injury report? Are you sure? Because James White shows up on this with a foot. It's questionable. 
Yeah, that uh, would be so problematic because of Rex Burkhead and James White is playing the Rex Burkhead role now till the end of the season. That uh-huh. leaves us with Damian Harris and another first round bust, Sony Michelle. Oh, that's a fantastic one. And uh, the other running back, J.J. Taylor, is on an injury report due to a quad injury. Yeah, he's, but been he's, questionable. he's been there. We're not worried. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip the wide receivers because that's just about as mess as any other receiving core that I've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, Nick matter. Polk, your kicker, is still uh, nursing back pain. So what's yeah, the deal see, going on there? Yeah, he's been nursing it for like four or five weeks now. So that's not a problem. We're not worried about Nick Folk. By the way, uh, giving some kickers some love, Jake Bailey leads the league in uh, net punting average with a 46.1 net. Okay, your quarterbacks, J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones. Oh, they'll be fine. Okay, defensive end Lawrence Guy. Yeah, he's been in and out. He's fine. All right, then I can move on to the Dolphins. And Calvin Noy, hip injury. He was limited yesterday. Jakeem Are you Brand kidding me? Has pause on Kyle Van Noy. If there's one team Kyle Van Noy is going to play against this year, it's going to be the New England Patriots to stick it to him. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Van Noy wants in on this game bad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can I finish? Can, can, can yep. I finish? Wide mm-hmm. receivers Jakeem Grant and Devontae Parker both limited with hamstrings. Uh, yes, running good. back Salvin Ahmed showed an injury. Uh, Mike Gusecki, the tight end, he's questionable with a shoulder injury. He's only questionable uh, he's not out? Uh, yeah, he's only questionable. He's listed oh, as of today. Means playing. He's questionable. He's playing. That's, that's so, a problem. Yeah, trust me. It, it was nasty with that shoulder when he left last week's game, but uh, it looks like he's going to play. Miles Gaskin, however, is not going to play. He's still listed as out. Yeah, I think uh, DeAndre Washington is their number one back right now. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Eric Flowers is questionable, along with Landon Roberts and Bobby McLean. That's why I said the injury report is the is the biggest chance for the Patriots to pull out a victory in this one. They decide that they're actually going to play, and those stars for the Dolphins aren't playing. Then there's more than a four percent chance. But uh, you're playing a rookie I'm quarterback. Neither quarterback shows up on the injury report pod. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm going with the Dolphins in this one. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a lot of talk for a team that's going to lose another game. The Seattle Seahawks are at the Washington football team. (laughs) Uh, The Seahawks are seventh in the power rankings. The Washington football team, 16th. Hey, that's supposed to be the Patriots spot. Oh, they fell to 19, I see. Okay, all right. Seattle's favored by five and a half. Uh, Dating back to the start of the 2018 season, the Seahawks have won 11 of their past 12 games in the Eastern time zone, including the postseason. Washington is 4-0 since week 11, the longest active winning streak in the NFC, and has excelled on defense over that span, ranking first in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game, only allowing 64.8. Uh, second in points allowed per game, 14.3. Tied for third in takeaways, eight. Tied for fifth in sacks, 12. Seventh in total yards per game, 297.3. Uh, and uh, best moms during post-game press conferences with Chase Young. Uh, you would hear that on the Tuesday podcast. I am more of a believer in the Washington football team than our Washington football team super fan for the third straight week. Up There's a reason for that, special. Adam and Eve on a raft, a cup of muck, and an upset special. <laughs> well, I have gone for Washington. You see on the pick sheet, but uh, yes. I, I uh, it's going to be a tough one. Uh, I mean, Washington's defense is playing fabulously well, really well, and I th- I'm sure we've all seen 
we've all seen clips of Chase Young. He looks, he just looks like an absolute phenomenon uh, at, at, at the position. And, and my goodness, it takes you back to the days of uh, of seeing other great defenders enter the league. Uh, and he looks like he's he's on that trajectory to be an all time. Uh, top player uh, defensively, so it's fabulous to see him on my team. Ah, oh, Jay, I, I don't know Seattle. You know they can put points on the board. They've got the best quarterback here, and I think in this game it might come down to the quarterback position. Is Smith going to be fit to play? He uh, returned to light duties this this uh, yesterday, but I'm not sure he's going to play. Uh, it's a calf injury. These things usually take a week or two, and. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins against Wilson. I can't. I can't see Haskins dueling uh, Wilson really. So yeah, I mean, it's tough. I just think defensively, Washington has enough to win games because they're playing so well. But but also, if Antonio Gibson's not back from his turf toe, which he's also unlikely to be, I think James mentioned it earlier in the, in the show. Washington scored what was it nine points or something offensively. Uh, against mm-hmm. the 49ers. Uh, I just can't see them keeping up with the with the, the Seahawks because the Seahawks will will put points on the board against any defense. So can Washington score 20, 25 points? It's tough. But, hey, let's go for it. Washington's defense is playing so well. Why not? Neil, I got to play, play them like the Giants did. Mm-hmm. They can win that kind of game. And I think yeah. that defense is better right now than the Giants. So oh, if yeah. they can – yeah. Yeah, that offense. So, is so, so. Even if even if it's Dwayne Haskins, that offense is better than the Giants. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not sure, Jay. I'm not sure, but we'll see. I mean, it's nice for once. In well, I don't know when the last time was. Uh, we were in a real playoff hunt, but hey, we got a chance to win the division and get a home playoff game. That's just yeah, it's that's great. That's great. Like you said earlier, Jay, it's better to be. In the playoffs, even if you're a mediocre team, mediocre team, sorry, than than not. So, yeah, come on, Washington, we can do this. Neil, as I told Jay on Tuesday, the magic number in this division is seven. The first one to get to seven will win this division, regardless of anything else. And all you guys have to do to get there is win one of the last three games. On Tuesday, what what happened on Tuesday? Yes. Oh, gosh. Look, um, as well as Washington's playing, I, I do believe Seattle's the better team. Uh, I do think this comes down to whether Alex Smith plays or not, and that's yeah. pretty much all there is to this game. Um, but the latest blurb that I have here for my injury report is Coach Rivera said Smith with a calf injury could start Sunday's game against the Seahawks, even if he doesn't practice this week. Um, so that that's the report coming from the Washington Post official site. That was as of yesterday. That hasn't changed today. So um, he's not practicing this week. He is questionable. So this is going to be a game time decision to see whether he goes for it on Sunday or not. Um, so we won't know till then. Antonio Gibson, yes, yeah, still nursing the toe. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Jonathan Allen uh, is questionable with that inner thigh injury. Linebacker Kevin Pierre-Lewis has an ankle injury. And Peyton Barber also nursing an ankle injury. They'll all play. I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, yeah. The Seahawks side is a little bit more disastrous, if good. you will. <laughs> yeah, of course you say good. Uh, <laughs> they put defense tackle Brian Moore into reserve yesterday uh, with his ankle list. Um, I'm sorry, he was activated from the COVID list, but he is still nursing an ankle injury. 
Uh, Travis Homer is nursing a knee injury. Carlos Hyde has a toe injury. They're both listed as questionable. Uh, lineman Mike Iapati is questionable, along with running back Chris Carson. He's got a foot injury. And uh, Greg Olson is designated to return from injury reserve with his foot injury. Mm. I mean, this defense is playing out of its mind. And I think we get skewed by the last game, right? Well, the last game mm-hmm. for Seattle was the New York Jets. Everyone's going to look great against the New York Jets. The games before the Jets, the Seahawks were struggling. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know, this the football team's defense is on a tear right now. Uh, on the same kind of tear that the Saints were just a couple weeks ago. And frankly, the Saints defense is still doing pretty well. So I think, you know, Washington can ride this can ride this wave based on the strength of their defense. I don't think they're going to have a problem with the Seahawks. I mean, yes, relatively they will have a problem. It'll be a good competitive game. I think it's going to be closer than people think, and I think Washington will win. I hope so. I hope so. If this is Joe Namath, I, I don't care that, that the Seahawks they are struggling. Yeah. You guys don't remember that video? Uh, I, listen, I'm going to tell you something. That I just want to kiss you right now. Yeah, I just, I just want to kiss you. You know, there was a website called Kissing Susie Culver for a lot of years. Anyways, uh, Washington's 62% chance has a better chance of winning this division than Seattle. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? Anyways. Yeah, kill Russell. For mm-hmm. me, please, my Scottish brother. Wow, jeez. Wow. Roll that bubble wow. and wait till he gets that second line of linebackers and somebody broadside him and I knock him out of the MVP. <laughs> that is I'm terrible. Do not root for injury. Die, die, die. Do not root for injuries. What's right? Cut the head off the snake. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. We would not invoke Greg Williams here. Jacksonville Jaguars are at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens back up to wait, 10. Wait, time out. What? Up. J- Jacksonville still allowed to have a football team? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, especially because Gardner Minshew is back. Uh, they are only 31st. They are not the worst team in the NFL. You know, uh, I, I, I here's because they beat the Colts week one. Can we take a vote that if we, as soon as we talk about Jacksonville, we got to start talking about Minshew uh, mustache and therefore play 1970s porn music? Something No, we're not going to do that. But, Ooh. uh, I mean, we're all we're all taking the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are back on track after their little COVID hiccup, and uh, they shouldn't have any problem with the Jacksonville. Yeah, let's, uh, yeah as long as Jackson doesn't crap the bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Hit me with an injury up. report on this one. Uh, let's see here. Cornerbacks, uh, Terrell Bonds and Marcus Peters. Peters... Didn't practice due to a calf injury. Terrell Bonds was placed on injury reserve. Oh, sorry, it's designated to return from injury reserve with his knee injury. Defensive tackle, Broderick Washington, is in concussion protocol. Uh, Calais Campbell, of course, still nursing a calf injury. Luke Wilson has a hip. And Trace McSorley was placed on injury reserve, injury reserve after his ghastly knee injury on Monday night. Mm. Uh, Devontae Harris is listed as questionable along with uh, linebacker Christian Welch and safety Anthony Levine. For Jacksonville, do we, 
do we even care about Jacksonville? No. Do I have to go? Okay. No. Nope. Jacksonville yeah, I mean, has people in the injury report, but if people care, Trey Herndon is out because he was placed on the COVID list. We talk we talk often, Jay, don't we, about how good Baltimore are defensively and the you know, a tough, strong defense. But let's not forget this Baltimore defense is is fifteenth in the league this year, uh, which is, you know, on par with your Patriots guys, but it's 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 not great. It's not great. It's not the defense it once was and yep. uh, they're not they're not getting the sack numbers. Where's Calais Campbell gone? Is that injury really stopping him getting a a, a rush on? Uh, so yes, know. it is actually. Yeah. Uh, he could barely get off. Look, they almost got a five-yard penalty for uh, twelve men on the field Monday right. night if a uh, coach doesn't call the timeout to help to allow him time to go to the field because he was laboring, mm-hmm. like he was struggling. You could see the limp in his leg mm-hmm. when he was trying to get off the field on on, on that exchange of personnel. So right. yeah, this, this is definitely ha- hampering him. The other the other thing which which surprised me was, I mean, we've, we've seen a couple of teams like the Raiders and was it the Saints who have lost draft picks due to COVID uh, issues? And yeah. you've got to wonder. Yeah, but I was more how, how many, going on on the sideline. How many how many players do the do, do the uh, Ravens have to have with COVID before they actually start uh, getting draft picks taken away? It's an absolute disgrace mm-hmm. to see to see. You know, see, Neil, that, one, of the, one, that, one of the great things about sports teams, James, as you know well, is that uh, they they generally should be should be uh, behaving themselves and being, being uh, you know, for, for society, letting society see the, the good side of human nature in terms of behaving themselves and, and doing the right thing. And they are not representing their community with their behavior because uh, clearly the guys are not following COVID regulations. There's too many cases. And, yeah. Well, I, I, Neil, look, we, we had the same conversation almost not two weeks ago. We were no, talking about the Tennessee right. Titans. It was the same thing with the Tennessee Titans. Look, the league investigated. They found no wrongdoing, no impropriety, no carelessness or whatever. It's pretty much, you know, look, I I said this before. I question these league investigations. Look, you you can question them all you want, but as as long as it's contained, it it, it all goes back to one containment. All right. And and that was the big issue with the, um, the those games getting moved. And the Broncos game a couple of weeks ago, not because they contained it, unfortunately, to their quarterback and no other personnel on the team. Whereas these teams have had widespread, you know, contact tracing, you know, po- positive tests coming up across the spectrum between players and personnel. And in the beginning of the year, I said, you can do everything you can to make sure everything is safe in the facility. The problem is, is that these players and these personnel go home to family members, and we don't know what those family members are doing or whoever it is they live with. But James, whether it's, look, are we sure it's positive? By the way, because because I hear like the next week it could, or the next day it could be negative, and then the next day it could be positive again. But James, James, the next Washington, day it might be negative again. Washington has had look, one I'm, player I'm, on the COVID yeah. list this season, one player, and he was one a guy that didn't deserve. So you know. There's something not right in Baltimore. They're getting so many players. There's something not right in a lot of cities. But, Neil, I also take into – you also have this heightened thing with Washington that you had a coach who's recovering from cancer. So he's already in close contact with all his players. I I think it's overly stressed there, probably even more so because of that in Washington. So, yeah, there's something – for them, as far as being safe and being responsible, it's probably more heightened with that franchise 
than well, any other. Come on, we're adults. We don't need somebody to have cancer before we take things seriously. No, 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 Neil, Neil, Neil. Oh. We're adults. These football players are supposed to be adults. They're not. Well, they are they're adults. Still they're kids. Still right. All right. Well, listen. My, listen let's get back to this body. football thing. Because uh, my friend's fantasy team, he's thinking about rolling out Mark Ingram uh, for a for a random touchdown because his other option is Wayne Gallman. I don't think he's going to end up doing it. By the way, my friend's football team, this guy, he's been in the semifinals in this league three straight years. Uh, the two previous years he lost to his son. Uh, it's really a shame. Uh, unfortunately, his son isn't in the playoffs this Take season, so he doesn't have to worry about losing to his son this year. But you know, oh my, uh, my friend has really been, really been. Yeah, struggling. your friend should find a way to get a hold of James Robinson, this rookie running back. Uh, having yeah. a phenomenal year, he's already yeah. over a thousand yards, yeah. and um, you know, so you should also again, tell your friend, like, yeah, barring that the whole playoffs. quarterback there, crap, there's no acquiring. He should win rookie of the year. There's no acquiring these guys yeah. anymore. All right. Baltimore, but listen, Baltimore could have half the team on the COVID list. There's enough talent there if the QB's there. They, they what do they got? Look at this. They've got the Jags, the Giants. Why are we still talking and about the, and the Bengals? And the at Bengals. At the end of the year, yeah. Those walk are them in to the playoffs. Walk them into the fifth seed, eleven and five. Book it. We don't need to talk about it. That's yeah, it. I know. It's no. a shame because I really need the Ravens to lose a couple of these. They're it's not, not gonna be this one. No, it's not. No. All right, let's continue to talk football uh, as we move to the 4 o'clock games. Oh, I'm sorry. We're not talking about football. It's the Jets Uh, at the Rams. Uh, The Jets are 32. Rams are sixth. They're favored by 17 and a half. I still think that's too high. 17 and a half. (laughs) I think I said this last week about Seattle, and Seattle covered easily. But um, Hold on. It's 17 and a half points, and James hasn't locked it up. Wow, something's going on. (laughs) No, he didn't. We're all taking the Rams. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious the Jet season is done. Uh, the question is just: are they are they waiting until Black Monday to get rid of Gase? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Clearly, yes. clearly that's the case. They're so. waiting. They're waiting until the number one overall pick is sealed. So yeah, it's uh, seventeen and a half. I, I can't. I can't give the Jets seventeen and a half. So I'm going to take the Rams to win, but I'm going to take the Jets with those points. Good pick. And, Seventeen um, best best quote all week. Seventeen and a half point spread is absurd, but so are the Jets. <laughs> they are, yeah. And I I don't think seventeen and a half points is enough. Give me the Rams. Like, I'm I'm sorry. This is a better defense that will well that will actually do its job against an inept team like the Jets and shut them down. Um, <laughs> you you have two monsters on that side of the ball in Darnold and Ramsey. So I. I don't have any faith in the Jets scoring more than six points. And by six points, I mean like 50-yard field goals if they actually are lucky enough to get that. The only concern for the Rams this week is Robert Woods is on the injury report with a thigh injury, so, and he's questionable. And I'm not even going to the Jets injury report because who cares to the Jets? While, while I'm on my high horse of it and moralizing on, on, on football teams, I would, I would also say, Jay, this term Black Friday, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's, it's covert Black racism. Day, you mean? Black Monday. I don't like it. Why? Why? Why should a, a a bad day where people get sacked be be called black? Why can't it be any other color? I don't like it. I hate it. We right, have Red a- Monday. It's Red Monday from now on because it's but bloody. There's, there's just that. It there's just that, Everyone's getting their pink slip. Yeah, well, exactly. There's just, there's just that sense that because it's a bad day, it has to be black. I mean, what's that all about? Because it's dark as night. Yeah, no, it's not. It really isn't. That's it's 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 covert racism. I don't like it. 
Oh, okay, fine. Uh, pink. I'll go with pink Monday. I'm good. With you know, pink. We, know, we we never say, "Oh, what a terrible day!" It, it was uh, it was White Friday. You know, never. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I hate it. It's that. It's that. Uh, oh, move on. Before so many too. Yep. The Philadelphia Eagles are at the oh, Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's, that's not going to improve the mood, is it? <laughs> you should be happy. Oh my God. Uh, the Eagles 23rd, the Cardinals 14th. Uh, Vegas favors Arizona by six and a half with five receptions on Sunday. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald will have recorded his 17th season with at least 50 receptions. And that is tied with Jerry Rice, who had 17 seasons for the most seasons with at least 50 receptions in league history. Uh, we're all going with the card. No, Neil, are you just doing this despite James? Is that what you <laughs> He has to be. Why are you going with the Eagles? Uh, because I was, I was, uh, well, I'm not sure how much of, well, no, that's not so true. I was quite impressed with the Eagles. I liked this, uh, I liked this, the way they ran uh, Hurts. I think he got over 100 yards on the ground, didn't he, last week, Jalen yeah, Hurts? He yeah. did. I, I, he did get 100 yards. I, I kind of felt that opened up a lot of things for this team. Uh, and I, you kind of sit there wondering, why didn't they do this with, with Wentz all these? You know, all of a sudden, they're handing it off to Miles Sanders. Like, wow, who hadn't thought about that for the first 15 weeks? It's, just, it's like poor old Carson Wentz uh, sits and watches them running the ball all over the place and, and doing well. And I just kind of thought there was a real spark in the in the Eagles uh, last week, and, and thought they were, I, I, you know, they, they beat the Saints. I mean, what can you say? Not many teams beat the Saints, even with Hill. Uh, so uh, I was very impressed with them. And I, I'm not a Cardinals. I'm just not a Cardinals believer. I really, I'm. I, I still don't think Murray is 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 fit. I, I really don't believe that. Uh, and I don't see take Hopkins out of that game. What have they got? And even with Hopkins, Hopkins is a catches a lot of balls, but he's not a great yards after the catch guy. So, and, and the defense, pff, it's not much in that defense for me. I, I just think the Eagles will go in there and win this game. Uh, what are the Cardinals? Are they just like six and seven or seven and six or something? They're seven and six, and Hopkins seven doesn't six. need to be a yards after the catch guy when he has eleven hundred fifty-five. Yeah, but he's, he's had he's eleven hundred fifty-five yards. You said three hundred forty-two catches. No, ninety-four. Well, that's close. He's averaging twelve point three yards per catch. Twelve point three, jeez, you could average that. That's like that's like your twelve twelve inches of snow, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln Riley quarterbacks, eh? The battle yeah. of the Lincoln Riley quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and look, these quarterbacks pose a problem for each other's defense because I mean, yeah. both defenses have problems with mobile Gadgetry. quarterbacks. And the Eagles, again, the Eagles are very static defense. They don't follow people in motion. They stay in their assignments, and misdirection kills them, not to mention read option. We saw what the Giants did. Kyler Murray easily could do that in a quarter with mm-hmm. his legs. Um, we saw what happened with Lamar Jackson early this season. The, these guys just – they don't – fill their gaps the way they're supposed to with running quarterbacks. And I think Calamari is going to torch this defense. Um, made even, in, even if it's with his arm, the secondary is not, the secondary is not even average. And it got worse because Rodney McLeod towards, uh, I think he towards ACL. So he's going to injure reserve. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. Um, 
and Malik Jackson's out with a concussion. So doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter who you got playing the last four weeks of the season. Look what's happened the last three years in December. They do it with smoke and mirrors. It doesn't matter who you got in there. Yeah, you got a novelty I, I quarterback. The job at the end yep. of the year was just as competent in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and look, I, I, and I get last week, we knew we were going to see a lot of read option because of who the quarterback was. We knew there was going to be an uptick in call running plays, again, because of who the quarterback was. Like, like you said, it's why it. couldn't they do this with Carson Wentz at quarterback? Yeah. No one knows, and Doug Peterson refuses to answer that question because, trust me, he's been asked that all week. Yeah. I just think there's a juju happening is, right now that could, you could ride a wave. There's like some kind of juju happening. What? that. Yep. Look, look, the other question that he's been asked all week he's is why isn't he running stealing. Miles Sanders more? Because, <laughs> look, Miles Sanders had 115 yards last week on only 14 carries. There's no reason he shouldn't get 20 a game. Yeah, agreed. Um, other yeah, injuries. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm more with James on this one. I think I think the Cardinals aren't going to make the mistake that the Saints made, uh, and they're going to run that run option like crazy on the Eagles. It's going to confuse yeah. the heck out of them. And Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts did not throw the ball well. He ran the ball well, but he didn't throw it very well. Um, it was just average at best with his throw. So I'm yeah, going. He was 50 percent passing, but he was look all the throws he threw were safe throws, even the ones that he missed. He threw it to where either the receiver was going to get it or no one was going to get it. So I well, will I will give him that much. He didn't throw anything that was nearly intercepted. Like Carson Wentz just seeks out defensive backs and is like, who haven't I thrown to today? But when I'm looking at when I'm looking at the defenses and I go, well, who's hot? Well, the Cardinals right now are hot. Mm-hmm. Hassan Reddick uh, is hot. Keep him away from my quarterback. Well, I don't think he's. I don't think they're going to keep away from your quarterback. I mean, Saints' defensive line was hot, and look what they did. This, the juju's there, man. There's there's magic happening. Oh, he's in Pittsburgh. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> something, um, something. There you go. Something, something, something. Dark side. Um, All right. Other injuries to this game include linebacker T.J. Edwards nursing a hamstring and Josh Sweat for the Eagles. Uh, for the Cardinals. Chicker Zane Gonzalez has a back injury, so he's questionable. Uh, they did place defensive end Josh uh, Morrow with a hamstring on injury reserve. I'm sorry, he's designated to return from injury reserve. Um, Chase Edmonds is questionable uh, with an ankle injury. Drake Kirkpatrick, the corner, he mispracticed Wednesday due to a hamstring, so he's questionable. De- Devondre Campbell, the linebacker, has an ankle injury. Uh, tackle Kelvin Beecham, running back Jonathan Ward, also listed as questionable. and Daryl Daniels, their tight end, was designated to return from injury reserve as well. By the way, Zane Gonzalez, you 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 jogged my memory here, James. Uh, maybe they can sign the woman from Vanderbilt to kick for them. You know, I, I we I don't think we've mentioned it, or Neil may have mentioned it in passing a couple weeks ago about the uh, woman kicker uh, with Vanderbilt. Uh, I want to give like a little salute there and remind people that uh, wasn't there a woman on the U.S. women's soccer team that said, oh, I'd love to Zach Hurt's wife, Carly Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. Wh- what happened to that? Why is that not <laughs> happening? Like, let's get her out there uh, kicking some field goals. Sarah Fuller. Uh, Sarah yeah. Fuller. 
I mean, all these teams having troubles with kickers, and there's yep. plenty of options. Oh, and a kicking last weekend was horrendous. It was, we have like nine extra points missed, eight field goals. Oh, it's just horrible. Yeah, even the best kickers in the league are choking right now. Yeah, it was horrible. Anemic. Between, between the kicking mishaps last week and then these crazy defensive plays slash touchdowns, it was, that was the one thing that my son and I kept perking up on red zone. We're like, oh, another defensive play. Oh, another missed kick. Oh, another defensive play. It's quite entertaining. Red zone is great, people. Uh, the wide receiver there for uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars hosts it. Uh, does a good job. <laughs> Chris Hansen is not wide receiver for the Jaguars. Jason Hansen. <laughs> all right. That's a kicker. Uh, all right. Here's, here's a game that I've got a lot on. And I'm sure Doc's got a lot to say about it, too. The Kansas City Chiefs are at the New Orleans Saints. It is team number one versus now team number four in the power rankings. Uh, The Chiefs are favored by three. Uh, Kelsey uh, has recorded at least 125 receiving yards in four of his past five games. He's 128 receiving yards on Sunday to surpass George Kittle for the most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season in NFL history. Just to remind you, Kittle in 2018 uh, caught 1,377 yards of football passes. The Kansas City Chiefs, who led the league with 429.2 total yards per game and ranked second with 31 points per game square off against the Saints. The Saints are allowing the NFL's second fewest yards per game with 298.4 and the league's fourth fewest points per contest, 20.4. On defense, Tim Jordan is the NFL's only player with at least six sacks in each of the past nine seasons. Uh, Demario Davis is one of two players. Levante David is the other with at least 400 tackles and 40 or more tackles for loss since 2017. Uh, Demario Davis has 447 tackles and 45 tackles for loss. And defensive end Trey Hendrickson uh, tied for third in the NFL with a career high Ten and a half sacks this season. Uh, Doc, the floor is yours. Before Doc starts, please. You forgot something, Pot. What? Travis Kelsey leads the league in receiving yards. Could be first time ever. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Thank you. Yep. Um, let's talk about the Saints first. So. What have we discovered this week? We've discovered that Sean Payton's ego and steadfast principles has Taysom Hill at quarterback and not Jameis Winston because he promised it to him before Jameis joined the team. Mistake number one. No RPOs, no misdirection, anything that James, we've talked about, didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Everything that Jalen did is what should have been incorporated in the Saints offense. He's trying to give him enough tenure to be able to be a professional passer, which he is not. Number two, so that's Sean's ego. Put Jameis in and let, let, uh, let our boy go back to what he does and be a Swiss Army knife. Number two. Uh, Michael Thomas is unfrickin' guardable, okay? More than any receiver in this league right now. And your entire backfield, defensive backfield, drops like a prom dress. And all of a sudden, there's nowhere. Where's Michael? Where's Fido? 
inexcusable. You roll on a roll out on a fourth and one to a two on four proposition when Michael Thomas is wide open over the middle. Only Drew Brees can make that pass. Put it this way: Drew comes back. I, I only picked the Saints this week for this shit and giggles. You're not going to win this game. Doesn't matter how good the defense comes back. Kansas City right now, usually a top team with, you know, this kind of dominating top team usually has more dominant victories. They played a lot of close games, but here's the kicker about Kansas City. There's so much talent on that team. They don't have any clunkers, do they? Think about it. They just don't crap the bed very much. Well, they did once this year because they lost a game. Yeah. But it wasn't. They didn't crap the bed. I mean, it was. It's not a. You know, uh, it's not a New York Tampa Bay crap the bed against the Saints type of thing, right? Um, There's enough there. There's enough problems the offensive line that the Chiefs defense up the middle. I mean, Tyson Tyson had six sacks. He has no pocket presence. Please consider Jameis. The book is out on Tyson. Drop it. I mean, I I don't care. But right now, I just think that. it's going to boil down to this until Drew Brees comes back. Well, that was my question because I'm looking yeah. at this and it says Drew Brees is possibility this week. He is a possibility, but they don't they want to rush him back. They don't want to rush him back. Look at who can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs in this league. Can you name them on any Jason Pierre Paul fingers? Well, unfortunately, our Scottish friend had to leave. But oh. he mentioned that the Buffalo Bills were one of four teams that could. I agree. And I said that too. I think they're enough balance. The Saints, who can put up 30 a game? The Saints in that offense with everybody healthy, right? They almost, almost match Kansas City in terms of stars. Get Alvin Kamara, who's been with Fido for four weeks now. Get him back in the fold. But right now, as long as Taysen is the quarterback of this team, there's no way he can put up 30 against Kansas City unless there's a couple of turnovers. So I only picked them for this year's and giggles. But Kansas City should win this 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 game by 10 points because here's the blemish in the Saints. Beyond DB number two, they are a liability. Never the safeties are fine. DB one and two are fine. Beyond that, the McHale, the the Hardmans. The extra, the extra safety that's got to cover that the greatest tight end in history right now is too much. And they should have no problem winning this game against the Saints. But I picked the Saints just for reverse psychology. I am tired of Sean Payton's ego right now, and I just want my boy to come back. I want my football team back. So, Yeah, and, and you know, to, unfortunately, I don't want to piggyback on that, but Captain Obvious here, everything Sean Payton did – Sunday against Philadelphia, he played right into the few strengths of that defense. <laughs> Amen, brother. I, and it was baffling because I'm like, okay, they're running the ball. Certainly they're going to get to the edge with some pulling tackles or some trap blocks or whatever, and they're going to hit the corners and, and get outside the tackle with Alvin Kamara. But no, they, they ran Kamara between the tackles where this defense is sound. And we're, we're, we're our weakest that's our weakest. I, I mean, like Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are sitting out there, and the linebackers, when they hit their gaps properly, they, they hit those holes and they and they stuff runs. I'm like, you have to get going side to side. I'm like, why am I not 
like it was Sean Payton actually calling the game, or did he like did he lose a bet and his OC got to call the game? I told you that him and your coach are best friends, and they got a golf vacation <laughs> booked. I think he he said I'll pay for your vacation if you let me have this one. My Look, God! Behind the scenes, I do believe there's something foul behind what transpired on Sunday, and, and no, I didn't expect any of that to transpire. Like even when y'all scored back to back touchdowns, I was like, okay, now this is where the wheels are falling off. This is where we. This is where the game goes to crap and the Saints do what they do as far as coming back and whatever. And it almost so, happened. That, that was, it almost happened, but that onside was kick was, like was a, a couple of inches away from turning the game. Yeah. Right. And, and but here's, here's the kick. Here's where I think the game, somebody in Vegas got to Sean Payton brother. What sane offensive mind probably going to the hall of fame huddles, with three minutes to go in the game and two timeouts and needing two scores and at the at the way the ways and means you've been moving the ball. Uh, we, we're man. screaming at the TV. The Saints and uh, the Saints uh broadcast team we're screaming. I'm throwing crap at the TV. My girlfriend who knows crap about football <laughs> is going, What is he doing? He's huddling with two and a half minutes to go, and they're not even cross half yet. I've been questioning this all season long. With, oh with my not God. Just the Saints. It's with a whole lot of teams. I don't understand the mismanagement of the last five minutes of a game or the last five minutes of a half, even better. I hear you, bud. Yep. Why are why are we not yeah. running two it's minute offense? Like we're not seeing two minute offense. Well, his his explanation people are calling timeouts, they run a play and then they call a timeout again. Why are you not calling two plays during the timeout? I thought his explanation was one this week that Taysen didn't have enough of the playbook. He can't run a two minute offense. Well then he shouldn't be wait, in there. Wait, Put wait, James wait. in there. That's what he said on a podcast. How, how can he say that he doesn't have enough of the playbook? He's been quarterback hey, now for the last what, five games. Yeah, Sean you Payton can't believe I, 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 he's not here. Sean Payton, come come visit us on the Tuesday. This podcast. is Sean Payton. I had to, Mr. Payton. I had to take a two hour freaking drive with the windows open to cool off. I wow. lost my freaking gourd. Pretty cold. I, I thought that literally some fat guy in Vegas alleyway got to Sean Payton. This makes no sense whatsoever for any NFL coach. I, I don't understand. But anyways, this move is on. baffling to let's, me, honestly. Let's, uh, uh, let's let's go back to the Kansas City question here. I want to I want to talk about the teams that can beat Kansas City here because because I think okay. this is an interesting conversation. Uh, and I'm going to go straight down via our power rankings. The number two team is Green Bay. They can beat. Yes. Them. They okay. can beat him. Number and three. Only because, oh, oh, hold on, caveat. Only because of the style of Kansas City's offense. Yep. They, if, they, if Andy Reid ever decides, I'm going to go run heavy with this backfield, Green Bay can't, can't stand up to that. But Kansas City can't run the ball right now. They can't. Well, Alaire has Green been Bay absent for five games. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, and there's enough list. There's enough blemishes on that KC Bell. defense. They're never out of any game. Bell. I don't care if they had the Jets defense. Yeah, but no, the way no, that the, uh, the way that the Packers are missing playing, they're giving everything to Bell. I mean, I mean, we've been talking about Rodgers and Mahomes as as one and one and one A in the MVP race. So I do think that offensively they can keep up, but I don't think the Green Bay defense is going to do anything to slow the Kansas City Chiefs down. I actually would give the edge to if the sh- defense to slow down the Packers. Well, if it's a shootout, I give them a chance. And again, yeah, that, that's if both teams decide to drop back and just it looks like seven on seven football and both quarterbacks are tearing up the opposing defense because that can happen. 
I mean, Aaron Rodgers can flick the ball out of there in like half a second, just, just as anyone else can, probably better even. But um, you, you still have to get to him. And I'm not knocking the secondary, but, I mean, he's got Devontae Adams. And if you rotate coverage his side, someone on the backside is going to be open between Tunyon, Lazard, St. Brown. I mean, he, he has he has other weapons. You feel to say my favorite, Marquez Valdez Gantling. Uh, Him too. When number three, you've already talked about Buffalo. Number four, we just talked about the Saints. Number five is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would say pre Devin Bush injury, sure, but post- not anymore. They can't run the ball and they can't throw the ball long. They can't score quick lately. Ben uh, seems like he's done. I think he's injured. Yeah, something's saying? wrong with that. Offense something's wrong at this point. Of the he, they can't run the ball and he can't throw long. He's throwing intermediate passes 2.1 seconds on average. There's something wrong there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the running game. They've abandoned it because the last five weeks, they're averaging like 50 yards a, uh, a game rushing. And for like the first eight weeks of the season, they were averaging 120, 130 yards a game rushing. So, look, I get that some games you get shut down, but that's not reason enough to abandon it altogether. Even with James Conner out there, look, that – that fiasco of a game with the Ravens that got moved from Thursday night, Thanksgiving night to the following Tuesday or whatever it was, that game, they actually tried in the first half to run the ball. And Ben well, we'll Nelson's get to credit. Hold on. We'll get, hold, save that when we actually get to the Pittsburgh game. Okay. okay yeah. Six is the LA Rams. Um, no. who I actually think it would be an interesting game, but I don't mm, think that they, no, no. I don't think they can keep no. up. And actually, we saw that matchup a couple of years ago on Monday night. I believe it was, uh, what was it, 52 to 48 or something like that? Yeah, but that was two years ago. Uh, this team is and different. still a lot of the same offensive personnel on both sure. teams. Uh, seven is the Seattle Seahawks. That defense is, oh, my God. No, no. Kansas City might no. score 70 in that one. I'll that. throw one in there, buddy. I don't know what, I don't know what in the rankings where Indy is, but I just got Indy's this feeling. 12. I don't yeah, think I just Indy. got this feeling. Indy's got enough, I think, I on think, the defensive end when they're all healthy. I th- and and D Bucks in there. I think their one team I hear that you. could be this year's but, Tennessee Titans. Well, but, Tennessee is the one that I was going to throw in there. They're at eleven, yeah, and yeah. Cleveland is the other one. Cleveland, no. I think Cleveland could surprise you if um, Cleveland plays yeah, to and, their and potential. If Cleveland plays up to their potential, which the they've problem. done more of this year than any other year. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think they but can, when they, they need to win games, we... So, Pod, let, let, let's pause right there. So, every time we talk about Cleveland, this is the game they, they need to win for us to consider them upper echelon, not just one of the good teams, but to be one of the great teams. They lose that game. They had an opportunity Monday night to basically eliminate the Ravens from any talks of playoffs because we've already talked about the Ravens last three games of the season. They're, they're, they're all winnable by like a wide margin. They could easily sleepwalk into all three of those games and walk away with the victory. All Cleveland had to do was beat them Monday night. They were at home. They had a moderate spattering of fans in the stands and they couldn't do it because this, this entire team never shows up. The offense shows up one week, the next week the defense shows up. Or maybe it's a couple of weeks the offense is there and the defense is just being dragged behind. And sometimes 
the defense is pulling the load and the offense is just playing well enough to get them the W. This team hasn't played a complete game yet, and this is why I don't believe in them. They may be top dog right now as far as the wild card standings. I don't trust them going into any division leader right now to win a game, let alone against the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let me remind you, their name is Cleveland. So, no, you can't – you should no. never here's, a, here's, no, another you thing should. We're, we're, here's another thing we're thinking about – we should be thinking about right now. We, we don't know what they are. We don't know what that kind of personality a quarterback is going to be in the playoffs. We don't know. He could turn into another Lamar Jackson and crap the bed. I mean, the playoffs are a different kettle of fish. They it's, are. It's a, it's a, so let him get there, and I think it's it. there's enough talent there. You're right, Pod. There's enough talent there. There's enough on both sides of the ball if they're playing at their very best to compete with the Chiefs. But right now, no. Let's let him get there and see. I think we'll assess this. Who you know, we'll be talking wild card round. Who can beat the Chiefs? That's all that matters right now. Did we finish with the uh, Chiefs Saints here? Did we get an injury report? I don't remember. Uh, no, but I will throw in that uh, Byron Pringle, the wide receiver for the Chiefs, is slated to return from the injury reserve. Uh, Damian Wilson, the linebacker, so is questionable, along with tackle Mike Rimmers and tackle Eric Fisher on the Saints side of the ball. Uh, we already talked about Drew Brees. He is designated to return from injury reserve, but unlikely he'll play. Uh, Michael Thomas shows up with an ankle injury, tackles Ryan Ramchak, um, Aldris Pete are questionable. Defensive ends Malcolm Roach and Marcus Davenport are questionable, and Deontay Harris, the wide receiver, has a neck injury. He did not practice on Wednesday. That's the only thing that, that is questionable right now. we got to get him back. We had the best special teams in the league when he's in there, and we've missed him terribly. That's why they re-signed Tommy Lee Lewis. But also keep an eye on Nick Easton, your center. He had a concussion that knocked him out of the game Sunday against Philadelphia. He's a guard. He's a guard. Yep. Okay. He's in protocol. Yep. And that's okay because our Michigan man went back in there and he performed. Caesar okay. Ruiz. But yep, Caesar Ruiz. So Sunday night football. This game got flexed in, and it is your Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. Now. Uh, the Browns eighth, Giants twenty-two. Vegas has the Browns favored by four and a half. We're all taking the Browns, and we just talked a little bit about the Browns. This is where I think they made a mistake. I don't know why this game was the one that got flexed in, other than the fact that it's New York. Or they decided they wanted the New York market. Clearly, yeah. clearly, yeah. Chiefs Saints would be the number one pick. CBS yeah. is going to protect that game, so you're not taking you're not taking Chiefs Saints. So then, your next choice, I think. And this would be maybe Texans Colts that could that has a little bit of flair or Bucks Falcons maybe I'm I'm a little surprised market share uh, like you I'm said remember this was this was flipped before before, before the Giants crapped the bed last week right mm. so, yeah this was done two two weeks ago because they you're right they they said they it all was down the media mogul said it was all because of they want the New York market so. Yeah. But uh, but this one I don't think is going to be close. What's Daniel Jones' status in this one? Uh, Daniel Jones, this list is questionable with the hamstring and the ankle. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. Um, cold, 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 cold. Uh, Freeman, the, the weather Devontae report, Freeman by the way, out. 32 degrees is your low Sunday night. So It doesn't matter. Both these teams play outdoors in cold weather cities. So the cold uh, 
Adrian Colbert of the Giants, their safety, is on in, is designated to return from injury reserve with his shoulder. And guard Kevin Zeitler is questionable for the Browns. Uh, Cardero Hodge is questionable with a hamstring. Austin Hooper is questionable with the neck. Uh, J.C. Treader and Jack Conklin, they're, uh, along with uh, Wyatt Teller, three offensive linemen also listed as questionable. Kevin Johnson is questionable. That's the defensive back, along with Denzel Ward, who did not play Monday night against the uh, Ravens with that calf injury. He's questionable for Sunday. Uh, Sendejo suffered a concussion in Monday night's game, so he's in the protocol. And, uh, yeah. Well, let's go for Wayne Goldman with 100 yards and a touchdown because my friend's fantasy team could really use that. That'd be very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I think you might want to learn voodoo. Other than that, uh, other than that, the Browns are going to win this game. They're going to win it handily. There's really nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah th- th- this is the bounce back game the Browns desperately need, if you will. But yeah. look, um, the remaining of the Browns schedule, they will make the playoffs. Oh yeah, that's not my concern. They um, win two of the next three. Yeah, no question. Yeah, but they're, they're gonna they're, they're gonna end up going to Pittsburgh in round one, most likely, and. That's where we'll see the true colors, which will be a rematch of the last game of the season. Um, yep. Because the next two, look, the, the, we know they're going to win the next two games. It's Giants and Jets, and they'll probably stay in Jersey because both games are there. It's at the Giants and at the Jets. There's no reason. Cleveland and New York is that bad a commute. They probably won't stay. It's, it's not, but I mean, why come back? <laughs> why go there in the really? first? Place? Really, the question. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they have scheduled football games, but yeah, look. Provided Pittsburgh doesn't fall any farther um, on their side of things, uh, yeah, I mean they will. I, I don't it, think it, gonna, we'll see a third matchup the first weekend of the season. But any chance that Cleveland have for like trying to win this division out the window, yeah. it, it it's a done deal. Yeah, because Monday Night Football, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, here's your Christmas present, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh falls to fifth in our power rankings. The Bengals are 30th. Uh, 12 and a half points is what Vegas is giving Pittsburgh. Uh, this not is my much. lock of the week. This, again, not much to see here. The Bengals are pretty much done. My question would be, you have Joe Burrow. You have T. Higgins, who's emerged this season. What is next for the Bengals? What do the Bengals need to get to the next level? What are they? Big what are they big uglies. Big. Offensive line, yeah. You need linemen. Yeah, that's and this is great. They can just focus on that and a couple of sprinkling a couple of D's, maybe a couple of free agents. They'll be fine next year. He will probably won't be. Well, they're saying now he's fifty fifty to be there for training camp. So who knows? But hey, it'll listen. It'll make it make this division competitive. Would be great to have four teams consistently, you know, there's not there's some question marks going into every division game. That would be nice. You know. No weather concerns for this game either. That that's too bad. Yeah, and um that twelve points pot, um, yeah, don't don't take the Bengals to cover because quarterback Brandon Allen, he's questionable with a leg injury. Oh yeah. There's no, a oh, great... He's listed as he's listed as day to day. And the only the only other thing I'll tell you, but last time I was in Pittsburgh for a playoff game against Jacksonville, D 
David Gerard was the quarterback of Jacksonville. I left at halftime because it was so freaking cold and went to my favorite bar that is about uh, 10 minutes from the stadium from Hinesville called Fatheads. The best headwidges, sandwiches, chicken wings, nachos, and the best craft beer in Pittsburgh. It is my home away from home. I have 10 Fatheads t-shirts mm. and a Fathead bubble head on my desk with a pint held up in the air with Mardi Gras beads and a Mexican cerveza hat. I love Fatheads, and that's why I'm picking Pittsburgh. So. I forgot to ask you for the recipe of the week. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. But before we do that, uh, for better gambling purposes, as I'm looking at the 10-day weather report for Cincinnati, if you want to, if, if any of those companies are out there doing the, it, you get your furniture for free if it snows on Christmas. Well, Cincinnati, AM snow showers Christmas Eve and AM snow showers on Christmas Day. White Christmas looking solid for you. Go out and buy some furniture. Do they still do that in the age of COVID? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. I'd roll the dice on that, Cincinnati. Go out there and buy yourself some furniture. All right. What's the <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, recipe of the week, Doc? All right. Seeing you kind of uh, read my text on the Tuesday podcast, we're going to go with these delicious Parker House rolls. Mm. And uh, they're great for sliders. You know, I just, I I can't look at the picture I'm about to send you. And I did these, uh, you know, so what I've been doing every weekend is pairing up the two teams, which I did, you know, and I did uh, Philly cheesesteak, Philly beef sandwiches, but I did beer cheese with a little Creole twist, Creole beer cheese, used a high alcohol beer, delicious. Cajun onion strings, delicious on this beautiful shredded sirloin tip that was all rubbed in this beautiful Creole rub from my friends down in Texas at Rub and Right. And I made the Parker House roll, everything from scratch. But the Parker House rolls, my girlfriend was going gaga. I'm going to send you these old school Parker House rolls. If you got a cast iron pan, do them in there. This is great for you guys to contribute to your Christmas dinner. Oh. Seriously. Yeah. They're, they're absolutely easy to make, but uh, they're fab as slider rolls, but they'd be fantastic for a Christmas dinner. So giving you two staples there for Christmas at five fruit, turkey, love and relish. And now we're going to give you these knockoff Parker house rolls recipe forthcoming for the next fan up nation. They're tasty and they're sexy coming out of the oven. You mm. brush them with a little honey and a little sea salt, and they're delicious. So there you go. Parker House Rolls. Let me tell you, my wife made us some uh, some cheesesteaks this past weekend, and mm. uh, she didn't do all that crazy stuff that you did to yours, Doc. But sometimes, you know, guys, simple is very good. Just a little mm. salt and pepper <laughs> and the right provolone cheese and the right steak and mm-hmm. She does them good. And then my son this week, so another proud dad moment, if I may, uh, made the best cinnamon rolls I have ever tasted in my entire life. He he cooked them up for his culinary class this week. And my goodness, we had to donate them because I was going to eat all 12 of them. I was just going to chow down on them. Oh, my God. They were so good. Teach your Uh, son if he's a football fan, the principle of the following term, excess in moderation. Can't mm. do it every day, but Sunday's my church. 
Yeah, that's why I went in trying to pair up the two. You know, this week I'll be doing barbecue, obviously, because it's Kansas City. But mm. uh, got to do that thematic thing, but excess and moderation. So everything was from scratch. And because I wanted to post the recipe, so they'll be forthcoming because it worked out brilliantly. And if you ever had beer cheese, it's way better than nacho cheese. So, well, all this talk is making me, is reminding me, I haven't had lunch yet. So, get after it for doc for neil for james and for all the super fans out there i am pod vader thank you all for joining us here's kofi Annan. there you have it. dear friends and colleagues saying goodbye is never easy i believe we can all feel proud of what we have done together and through it all you have maintained your professionalism and commitment and remain true to the spirit of the charter that principle We go out, we hit people in the mouth.